When an interdimensional rupture rupture unravels reality, an unlikely hero must channel her newfound powers to fight bizarre and bewildering dangers from the multiverse as the fate of the world hangs in the balance. That's right, we're talking about everything, everywhere, all at once, today on Geeks with Kids. Are, but yeah. I... never good enough to be one of those guys oh you mean this guitar <laughs> i'm so embarrassed let me let me just, I let me i wouldn't pull it up and didn't know how to use it <laughs> and then you start playing wonderwall right that's that's how yeah. those parties work right they're like oh i'm so embarrassed i don't know anything oh fyi Maybe. eric I, I i dropped the underscores did you yeah oh shit i must have missed that that's okay well we, I will fix that. It's recent. Um, I did it like two weeks ago. I'll, 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 do, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll update it. I haven't when, been uh, on in a month, so. <laughs> when we go to What's Good, because we are here talking on Geeks with Kids. Uh, you know, sometimes weekly, sometimes bi-weekly. We, we come on whenever we want. Um, podcasts about geeky things. Still debating that name change. I don't know. We'll see. Just go straight over to GWK. We're going to be like IGN. It works <laughs> Just, for KFC. Yeah. <laughs> KFC, man. I still, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Joining me today is Dave, Hawk, Steve, and Brent. How's it going, guys? Good, uh, good. Uh, uh, what, we, bro- we broke, we Steve broke Steve again. again. Life is suffering. <laughs> I would say this is fine. This the is cake fine. is oh, the cake is a lie. Wrong, the cake is delicious, oh, though. I, at least the cake is know, a fucking lie. Life's good. It's a little dark right now, but it's a little bit. A little bit. No, well, at least in this um, in this dimension, Hawk <laughs> just playing guitar the whole time. My God, man! It's great. My God, I love man! It. I love it. I love yeah, it. Um, I feel like it. audio. Actually, I feel like Please. all listeners would eventually get very. <laughs> yeah, I think I have to put it away if I'm gonna actually make some meaningful contributions. We'll so. we'll see how meaningful we can. Because um, as I was saying to Hawk before the um before we went on air, I was like, I don't even know how we're gonna talk about this movie because there's so. So much. Uh, yeah, we're talking about everything, everywhere, all at once. The A24 film that has just been... God the, damn A24. All their fucking movies like, put me amazing. in like a fucking... Every <laughs> single... I love their movies, guys. Yeah. But I love them in a way that puts me in a state. So yep. don't yeah. watch these That's movies. That's all their movies, yeah. They're brutal. They're, this was like the... This was the most pleasant... Like, <laughs> fuck. Okay, just just talk. Man. Well, no. Yeah, so we're talking about everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, the film that just they just announced was their biggest earner out of all of their films. Yeah, it's it doing just, really well. Yeah, it, it yeah. just it's beat uh, Uncut Gems, which was their previous very you know big box office. Yeah, what had Adam Sandler in it being yeah. serious? So yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Which was also a quite good film, if not a little bit depressing. By a little bit, I meant quite a bit depressing. A little yeah. bit depressing. A twenty four. Your answer for depression, Jesus. Um, yes. Yeah, so we're gonna talk about that, but before we do that, we talk about what we're liking right now. You know what's good. Let's start with Brent. What's good? I'm gonna end with Steve because uh, he's shaking his head. Yeah. <laughs> well, unless you have a what's I bad. Mean, just front and center. Get it out of the way. The return of Kids in the Hall. Fuck yes! Oh my god! Okay, that's and just good. and 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 not even just that. Like they came out with eight new episodes, whatever. It's like they never left. It yeah. like they are yeah. they are just as strong comedically now. And that was my concern going into it was yeah. Yeah. in today's climate, how toned down are they going to be? And then when three minutes into the first episode, they are just dicks out on screen for five minutes. I'm like, 
Thank in a you, boys. Thank you. Of one like, of their classic sketches. <laughs> jump up and down. Yeah. Jump up and down. Police department. And the way that they were able to like bring back old characters, create brand new ones, but mm -hmm. without yeah. oversaturating the old ones, and yeah, bring yeah, back yeah, ones yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Eradicator. Like, where the yep. fuck did that come from? I did not expect that. Well, they get it. They all. get it. They get yeah. it. That's a thing. They've and, always they've always got it right. Like that. Yeah. That's that's what's nice. I totally agree with you, Brent. Um, and some of the new characters yeah. and sketches they came up with were like I. I feel like I've known them for years, like the the restaurant sketches with the uh, <laughs> oh. the Donnie, Ronnie, and or whatever. Like, oh my uh, it's, god, it's, like, it's, right, a, right, it's right, a tart. All right. these smells delicious. <laughs> um, did uh, did uh, you, you wash your liked... hair before you poop? <laughs> I tweeted about it, and Dave Foley liked my tweet. Yeah, um, Adam the, or anything. I just, I was like, oh, the kids in the great. hall liked my tweet, my uh, my Facebook post about it. I was like, well, I guess. Ow. There it is. I'm 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 good. Feels good. The the, the actress. Well, they didn't like any of my tweets, but I did get to work with Mark McKinney once. Nice. So. Oh, for oh. um, uh, he was in Slings, Slings and Arrows. Arrows. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Um, the cool. uh, Avasarala and and Kids in the Hall both have uh, liked tweets of mine. I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. Mm. I'm I I can just go. There's also a documentary on Prime called uh, Kids in the Hall Comedy Punks. It's a two part documentary about them getting together and then them failing and then co them coming up to this point in their lives. It's really oh, neat. Good. Okay. It cool. just came out actually like a couple right, days ago. Just before we came on, I was watching the, uh, the, uh, the would, would have been a second yum is I'm watching the uh, Judd Apatow, George Carlin documentary. Shit. I didn't know that was out. Just, just came out uh, a couple days ago. I'm uh, halfway through the first part of it right now. And it's, it's uh, very, very in depth. It's and so I on. will get into that right now. So you uh, guys can keep on, talking. Um, <laughs> Netflix. What Prime? the fuck is it on? No, Prime. no, no, no. What's the what's the HBO one? Oh, oh Crave. 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 Thank you. Uh, Canada. Yeah. Crave. Yeah. Cool. Crave. Cool. Um, is it a, a series or is it just a movie? They have it listed as a series, but it's only two parts. Like it's oh. two two hour episodes. So I guess that yeah they they did that with the kids in the hall comedy punks. It's two parts as well. So the it's them forming and then them getting canceled after season one of Kids in the Hall and then mm -hmm. um. From that point onwards till now, which I think is hilarious. That's a great way to break it up. <laughs> oh, so good. You know what I didn't realize is that when they did the live tapings, that I wasn't old enough to go see the live show, was they had um they had the band playing the whole show, like the, the shadowy men. The shadowy, shadowy men. Play. Yeah, they were there and they they played the theme song for them live, and then they would play music through throughout the shows. Like, that's, that's amazing. Awesome. I got to see them open for Spirit of the West like years and years nice. ago. That cool. is a very Canadian. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wasn't going to say it, but I mean, whatever. Act, uh, Great Big whatever. C! <laughs> oh. I've seen oh. them too, yeah. And probably. if you want to leave, Big Wreck is closing it. Oh. Just cool. wave hi to Alan Thick. You know what? <laughs> you know what? Before, before I go, before I go, I You're just want to say, last. yeah, it has been refreshing though the Canadian elements of a kids in the hall. Anyway, I'll let you mm. guys. No, no, for sure. Like, um, I, Meg, um, my wife Meg has not watched Kids in the Hall at all. Like, this was her first exposure to it, and she thought it was really good. Even though it got very raunchy yeah. really fast, she really enjoyed mm -hmm. it because it's that's there's, good. There's That's's nothing good really like it on TV, and. Like the sketch comedy she's seen, like SNL, is not anything like them. Like they, yeah. No. yeah, 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 for sure. It for was sure. it was such a different time in that you know. It's like they really embraced absurdist humor more so than like mm -hmm. comedy is allowed to nowadays. Well, like mm -hmm. if you look at SNL, it's very like of the day. Like topical. It, it's topical. Yeah. So 
I think yeah. even like if you like, I started watching season one because it's all on Prime. Um, Boy, that first episode got some real rough spots, doesn't it? Eric? <laughs> but it's still good. There, there, yeah. there, yeah. there are some there's some makeup issues for some of the characters. Yeah, yeah. A little Justin Trudeau action. <laughs> oh, but um, but still very good. It still works, except for you know certain parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I love them. I think they're great. Um, let's go to Dave. Dave, what are you liking right now? Uh, well, you know, I've been being incredibly busy with school. Uh, looks a new season of Apex just dropped, and uh, Ooh, I've cool, been playing cool. around. I came back, I played two games, and uh, won both immediately. So I should probably retire now. <laughs> yeah, um, do it, do it. <laughs> yep, yep. KD, 100,000. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I got like, <laughs> no, that would be, no, my KD's under 0.5. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty good in general. No, it's actually. not. It's not. Isn't not, it? Not, I, no, it's not 0.5. Not it's like the general normal person. No, no, because remember, I'm in, like, Wood League. They actually added, so this season, they've now got a new, you know, there's, like, bronze, silver, gold, platinum, and then they go into, like, Masters, and then they have, after Masters, there's uh, Apex Predator. Um, but now there's below Ace. bronze, which is rookie. Hmm. Which That's where I'd uh, be. My KD is macaroni. Yeah. Hmm. I like this KD. <laughs> uh, I'm so hungry now. But, you know, like, new season, uh, there's a new character. You know, they've changed out, changed around the loadouts, like, weapons and stuff like that. So it's funny. I brought some old guns back and took out some of the newer ones. It's fun. Mm, it's cool. fun. And uh, next week, in uh, eight days, new Crusader Kings DLC drops that I probably won't mm. have time to play. Nice. Wow. Uh, speaking of food, uh, Steve, I, I was, uh, last Tuesday, I was like, oh, there's no D&D. We're, we're still trying to figure out when we're going to play. But I had Korean chicken. I was like, this would be the perfect day to play D&D and show Steve the the Korean chicken I'm having because it's fucking delicious. It's delicious. Look, is there going to be enough suffering on this episode? You don't need to contribute to that. You need pokey like me. Pocky? Pockies. I'm having the strawberry gun. Um, all right, Hawk. Um, I haven't really been watching too much new stuff. Um, I'm in the middle of an Expanse rewatch. Nice. Yeah. Why cool. not? Because uh, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, of course. And there's it's so much to garner from every rewatch that you do. Have you uh, have you done a rewatch before? Because you got into it pretty late. Yeah, I've done I've done the entire series at least twice over already. Um, except for season six, I, I haven't done my rewatch on. Yeah, that. I haven't done but, that one yet. I, although it's yeah. well well good, like fucking amazing season. So I guess if I there were two things I had. Um, the first was the soundtrack for the Alex Garland film Men has dropped, and it's you know same uh, producers Jeff Barrow and Ben mm. Salisbury in that. It is great. It, mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Feel like a mix of hymnal noises and basically just you know eerie sounds and that. Then okay, that weird. actually that actually sounds really good for me. I, I've been really enjoying the Alex Garland. Uh, soundtracks. That movie just is, came yeah, out. Didn't probably it? shouldn't be related, but it is. So, yeah, <laughs> That cool. movie came out on Friday, didn't it? Just yeah, it's day. brand new. Yeah, it's, it's brand yeah. new. Yeah. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I just, I've That's an A24 been... film, Steve. Yeah, I was going to say. I know. Yep. I know. Fucking <laughs> A24. God damn it. And then Northman isn't an A24 film, except that, you know, it's it by a guy like who's done. Yeah, no, he did two other A24 films first, right? So, right. The yep. Witch and The uh, Witch and The Lighthouse. Oh, Lighthouse. Oh, shit. I didn't realize that X was an A24 film yeah, as well. Yeah, X is too. Yeah. Yeah, and that whatever the sequel is going to be called, it's all A two four. God damn it! Have oh, you guys seen uh, X? X is really good. It was it I was great. Seen that yet. Mm. No, I'll, no. I'll, it was I'll, an awesome throwback to like the eighty slasher style movies and that. I'll I'll, I'll send I'll uh, tell you about it later. Huh. <laughs> 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 
It's gonna be real funny when his, I add the films X it. and Men on my watch to my watch list. You know, his search history is very weird. <laughs> what was the other thing? What's Hunk? another one of the movies? Uncut gems. I need some uncut Men X uh, gems. <laughs> uh, the other thing I want to throw out was um, we're halfway through the new season of Barry. It's been confirmed that se- there's a season four coming, and uh, this season has been fantastic in that, especially. I, I, I was about to ask, no spoilers, how is it so far? I only watched the first episode and I'm waiting to binge it all at the end. So far, the episode two, the very end, had such a dark ending in that I couldn't help but laugh in that because Bill Hader just played the shit out of it. Yeah. Uh, it is great. It's, you know, this season is, was Barry starts out very unfocused after the events of last season. He's taking contracts from basically like the dark web and that, like housewives who want their husbands killed. I caught that from the first one, yeah. <laughs> Nice. That's amazing. That's amazing. I I still haven't not seen much of that show. I've only seen the first season, so I will watch more. I will. I don't have crave, so you know, yeah. I uh, you you will just for the second season alone. The episode with the uh, with the taekwondo daughter. Oh my god, <laughs> the taekwondo man and that. that that's I, enough I, to that, pique my interest. That, <laughs> that episode is one of the single greatest episodes of television <laughs> ever made. <laughs> um hawk i don't i don't know if you know this but the witch queen dlc is on sale right now so i'm just saying witch queen if you want to play destiny again um i don't know if it's on sale on playstation but it is on pc i just it just popped up in my emails like oh i wonder if it's going on sale everything because the new season's starting tomorrow if it's half off maybe i'll consider I doubt they'll do half off until the next big DLC, right? I think I heard that they're taking away old content now, too. They've been doing like, that for a while. Yeah, They have but to, basically. They'll, it's too else. big or something. I yeah. don't understand it. It doesn't make sense too to me. big. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Anyway. <laughs> okay. All right, Steve. <laughs> Steve. Oh, oh, wait, wait. I thought I was going last. Okay, it's okay. I yeah, mean, I... Uh, well, I can't. No, you know what? I'll last. go before <laughs> you. Let's go. Okay, all right. So I've been playing a lot of uh, Jurassic World. Um, what, what the fuck is that Dominion name? Something? Dom- Dominion. Well, no, Jurassic World Evolution Two. It's a new. Um, it's a new game. It's on Game Pass, so I started it's on playing Game it. Pass. Yeah. It's a park management thing where you build a park and you know make sure your dinosaurs live and you know they'll occasionally escape and eat your yeah. your well, guests I mean, and stuff. It's fun. You're supposed to build the park and fill it full of customers and then release them. I mean, that's yeah, the purpose of the game. Pretty much. But it's it's really fun. I've been playing that. I've been also playing um a lot of Rogue Legacy 2, which is hard and fun. Um I really very much enjoy that that game. And uh is there anything else that I've been enjoying? I've I've enjoyed that I'm the only one out of my family, there's five of us, that didn't get hand, foot, and uh, mouth disease the past week, so that it's was a fun. disease that mainly Christ. affects affects like little children and people with compromised mm-hmm. immune systems. Which is funny because so. Megan never gets sick. So when when she got sick, I was just like, okay, I guess I'm gonna so stay weird. away. But she's with wow, the kids. That's, why, like, that's why I'm so happy that we have COVID in our household right now, and so it it's been contained to one person thus far. None of the rest of us have caught it. So oh, crazy, crazy. Yeah. Well, and I'm at yeesh. school and nobody wears masks. Uh, oh, awesome. nobody, nobody. <sighs> So I'm like, I'm going to be in this room for three hours. Is a mask going to help me when no one else is wearing a mask? Is there? At what point no you just feel that they here. all turn and stare at you all at once? Oh, my God. Uh, how long are your classes only an hour at least, though? 
<laughs> what? No, your, I have a no, three, hour three hours. Oh, your three-hour one? <laughs> yeah. oh, when the hell did you go to college, Eric? I don't remember. It was like 18 years ago. Most of my classes are two hours. I have one class that's three hours twice a week, but we have blended learning, which is basically uh, you have class, but we're not going to pay the teacher. So <laughs> the teacher weird. isn't there. So there's you don't have to go anywhere. Just do it. Just go work for three hours at home. Like, what? Weren't classes yeah. an hour, Hawk? <laughs> They're hour no, actually, you know, there were was a lot two? Of God, I don't if remember. Was, hey, listen, if when it was a two-hour class, we would get like a nickel to ride the bus. Okay, <laughs> I I had maybe and, two classes. And the onion on the maybe, note was a style. Called it a bee. When you go, give me two bees and a. <laughs> I had maybe two classes that were an hour. One that was like ninety minutes, and the rest were all three hours or like six to eight-hour labs. The only ones I remember being long were the night classes. I remember those being like two or three hours. I don't have night classes. Film classes were always long, excessively because yeah. you had to watch a whole movie. Those right? are always yeah. the night classes for me, right? Yeah, like, but but it, but it contained it to like one session per week, so that yeah. was the whole point. Yeah. yeah, I honestly don't remember. That's cool. But anyway, uh, Steve, you get to end this up. Yeah, probably would have been better if you ended it. So, uh, <laughs> what's my what's my yum or my arg or whatever? Uh, okay, I'll bring I'll bring us all down. So, I I just discovered that uh, Magic: The Gathering is going to do a Baldur's Gate expansion, yep. and I'm just yep. like, God damn it! Fuck. Don't worry, I genuinely don't worry because the the other set that I still have behind me did not sell well at all. So, just give it like six months; it'll be discounted. You won't have you don't have to buy it now. It'll be okay. Cheap. There's also However, the new, um, the other one. However, the yep, new D&D starter kit that has the little miniatures that are based on the 80s cartoon. Yeah. Did you see that? God damn it. Fuck. So on that note, I found out. So the last time they did like a D&D uh, set, they had like, uh, what do they call it? Secret layer. And they add like cartoon cards. Um, <laughs> like they had cards, like a special oh, set. Oh, God, Dave whipped cartoon. it out. So good. yeah, yeah. I got, I've got a whole bunch of. Those I haven't even, even opened all of these limited I know, me edition too. boosters yet. Yeah, I know me too. I know. I know. No, 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 no same as me. I, I didn't even. I didn't even play it. And you have to buy commander decks to get all the other. Like I didn't get Dritz to Erden and stuff like that. You got to buy commander decks for, if you want to get Wolf. We're Power. nerds. Wait, we're yeah. fucking nerds. We're fucking nerds. Anyway, in August They're though, guys, people. in August, Warhammer 40k, mm. Magic the Gathering. Holy shit. I'm so pissed off at both companies. I don't know what to do. I'm also, just like, next year is a Lord I kind of need set. to buy it. <laughs> Why do we care about the Lord of the Rings set? But I mean, blood for the blood God. Like, mm. oh my God, as a card. I, oh, fuck. And then, uh, and then I watched uh, the movie we're going to be talking about today, which uh, that's my anti-yum. Yeah, that was, what? that fucked me up. Anti-yum? Yeah. Uh, yeah, this, this, is, this was worse than the Black Mirror episode you guys put me through. Um, <laughs> There's a new season of Black Mirror coming. Yes, there yeah, is. I, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> yes, I, I, I've had my I've had my black mirror. So, yeah, so that's my uh, that's my everything. So there we go. All right. Let's do a couple bits of news just because I want to get through this fast so we can talk about this movie that sort of blame sort of blows my mind. Um, first part of the news, uh, Daredevil is returning to Disney Plus as a new series um, yes, is going to be from Covert Affairs creator Matt Corman and Chris Ord. Okay, uh, so, cool. uh that's fucking awesome. The cast has not been formally announced, but we know who Daredevil is, obviously, already, yeah, because it's an obviously. MCU project. They um, don't dare recast him. Like, no, no. He's yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's too late now. It's too late. Movie. Why yeah, would they yeah, exactly. Spoiler, he showed right. up in the MCU. Well, the yeah. kind of... Yes, no, that's MCU. MCU yes, Spider- those Spider-Man movies MCU. are MCU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but not the ones that follow, so... Maybe. Yeah, um, so... We don't know yet. And on... 
second piece of news on may 19th uh famed greek composer vangelis uh known for oh, his yeah. his amazing scores for you know blade runner blade runner 2049 chariots of fire he passed away at the age of 79 his music is fucking amazing I actually did not know that. So oh, yeah. So did you also know that the guy who designed so X Wing and a bunch of other ships just passed too? He was also ninety. Sorry, Colin who? Cantwell. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, man, that's sad. I mean, these people aren't young. No. But it, yeah, but it's still but they had a huge impact on on, on our yeah. lives, like music a, design, like so many things. Right. Right. I can't think of anyone that doesn't know that Chariots of Fire. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, yeah, of course, dun, of course, dun, yeah, 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 yeah. Boom, 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 boom. boom. Uh, there was a teaser for the newest Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One, and it shows some. Oh, it's a two-parter. Fuck. Yes, yeah. it is a two-parter. I don't even know if is this the last two or they just. God, they. This is it. This is apparently they want to just end the series. I don't care so call if this they the keep split making one. Mission Impossible movies. I just want Tom Cruise to stop being in them. Yeah, like I, I would He's, love to see Jeremy Renner. I hope he comes back in these yeah, movies. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he yeah, was supposed to like yeah. take over after uh, Rogue Nation or, or the one before that. Ghost Protocol. Ghost Protocol. That's it. I like yeah, that movie. yeah. Um, when Alec Baldwin took over. Yeah, Haley Atwell is um in this one, so that's it's yeah. nice to see uh, Agent Carter show up. Agent Carter. Um, I don't know what it's about, and I'm sure we'll find out when that comes out. Uh, any, Does any anyone know what any of them are about? No, no. Uh, so the first was about stuff? the knock list. To me, trying like actually asking me to describe the plot of a Mission Impossible movie is like listing an episode of Cheers and asking me to tell you what season it was in. <laughs> like it's impossible. Well, it's like yeah, uh, I remember. I, mean, least... I remember that. I vaguely no, no, no. Because if you mention, if you mention, I don't remember her character's name, but <laughs> Olivia Newton-John, you know, it's like the first two seasons, right? <laughs> Except that Olivia Newton-John was never on it, but. What, what, who, who am I talking about then? Shelly Long. I don't Shelley know Long. Shelley Long. Five seasons. <laughs> Listen, I was four when I watched that show. <laughs> so there, there, there are also three TV trailers I want to talk about. I, I don't know if any of you have seen it, but CBS released the trailer for True Lies, which is based on the James oh, Cameron uh, TV show. What? Yep, and it's, really? It's produced by James Cameron, so I don't know. Um, no, that doesn't necessarily mean yeah, anything yeah, anymore. Um, it looks so no, bad. He, it it's looks his, so bad. It's his produced right. by because he created True Lies. That's he gets true. an automatic producer role because yeah. he created True yeah, Lies. That's he's, why, yeah, he's the executive producer. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it just it, looks like if if two characters from Beverly Hills 90210 suddenly went on spy missions together, it just looks so horribly written and boring <laughs> and awful and. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It was kind of like when uh, Verhoeven did, uh, when 90210 people get sent to the front to fight against alien bugs and Starship Troopers. I mean, that oh, worked out that was a good as far as I'm concerned. So, but Fair. Yeah, uh, but that wasn't a TV show, which is just going to yeah. be a TV show. That was a movie, right? Fair. Like, Very like, fair. Like, yes. We're not talking about Halo today because Halo, the it's TV it. show, is just, a, if you've seen a TV show, You've already seen Halo. Mm. It's just another fucking TV show. It's, I don't. No, 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 no. Look, look, there's nothing <laughs> look, no, special. No, 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 it's just another TV show. No, no, no. That that's too cynical. I will say I called the Halo thing before, but I didn't say anything because I knew they hired people who didn't have a fucking clue about Halo. And what are you going to get when people don't know anything about the show or the setting? Uh, you're gonna show. get this. But you're gonna get this. I think, I think but the, that's not necessarily the way it has to go, right? Like, I mean, they, it's TV. taken ten years now, and they actually have a decent Star Trek show. It took them ten years 
but they finally got there. So, so with Halo, <laughs> it's possible it'll take them ten years. So Halo, you know, whatever. It was it was fine. Um, all right. No, it's not fine. It was it's fine. It's fine for people. <laughs> no, who, good. For, for people who don't know Halo, Halo fan, I didn't even. But, like it's it. not Halo. But, it's but, not but, fucking but, Halo. Wait, 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 wait. The I can't last, wait till we talk the about the last, movie. <laughs> the last episode had the worst CGI I had seen oh, on bad. MTV at all, bad. and anything I've ever seen. Eric watches Doctor wow. Who. No, no, it's mind. way worse than Doctor Who. Doctor Who's CGI is actually pretty good. Because it was yes. like episode five had like a pretty decent looking battle scene yeah, that yeah. was not Halo lore accurate at all, no. as I understand. But what, like it was a cool fight. Yeah. It, it looks good. This one, they Ooh, decided to add first person sequences that looked worse than the Doom movie in 2006. Doom oh, was but, good. Yeah, that Doom was, was fucking good. good. Yeah. That sequence was really good. But the one that yeah. he did in Halo, terrible. Oh, <laughs> um, oh my God, the CGI battle. And like... You know how to make a sky look good? They'll make it just gray without any clouds. I'm just like, why does the sky look bad? Like, it you just, know, I think every- part of the problem is that probably had to be a partly practical set because they had at least one actor on that set. They're like, oh, we got to do the rest in CGI. But it should have just been an entirely CGI set and made the actors look bad is what yeah. they should have done. That's, yeah, but yeah. Um, whatever. Anyway, we'll not talk, let's not talk about that. It's <laughs> terrible CGI. I don't understand it. No one enjoyed it, is what I understand. No one enjoyed it. Yeah. That was HBO. No, Paramount. Paramount has the Paramount, money, Paramount. and Steven Spielberg has the money to spend on CGI. No, the problem is all the money went to Maverick, uh, the, the uh, Top Gun Maverick. So uh, yeah. Anyway, so ahead of its uh, season three launch on June 3rd, the boys have released a fake trailer for their movie Dawn of Seven, um, mm-hmm. the what was it cut? The something cut. They to make fun of the Zack Snyder cut is mm-hmm. fucking hilarious. I don't know if you guys have seen this trailer. No, I haven't it, seen that one yet. It's so, that's a fun idea though. It's so overly like serious, like a Zack Snyder trailer. It's fucking hilarious. Nice, um, nice. And then the CW, in the wake of canceling everything on its uh, slate, has <laughs> released a trailer and photo. For their supernatural prequel series, The Winchester, which is about Dean and Sam's parents, um, I guess hunting monsters, but that doesn't make sense based on supernatural lore. Look, okay, guys. (laughs) No, the mom's family was a bunch of hunters. Yeah, but but the the point was the point was the dad didn't know that. Um, yeah. beforehand, but this series looks like they're getting together and hunting monsters together, and Sam's narrating it. Oh no, uh, Dean. I, I, Dean. I, I'm pretty clueless about this sort of thing because I never watched Supernatural. Um, and I was lucky enough to attend a few uh, Comic Cons uh, over the years. Not anymore. But, but back in the day, I was able to come to a few. And it was hilarious because every single year, the Supernatural lineup was like fucking around the entire convention center. It's- and there was always a Teen Wolf free Wi-Fi. Mm. And so I don't know what the deal is with Teen Wolf and Supernatural, but the two things were present in the three or four Comic-Cons I attended, and it's that's all I they, know. They don't have super huge audiences, but what they have is rabid audiences. Yeah, Supernatural like Supernatural really are like, they're Supernatural was big every year. Oh. But that was the thing. It always amazed me because I always thought, oh, yeah, isn't Supernatural like in its 10th year? And it was just like every 15, year there was still Supernatural. 15 yeah, years. Yeah. So I'm impressed. I'm impressed. That's great. That's great for Supernatural. I'm not surprised they're doing a prequel thing. Why not, right? I'm but, watching the last two seasons right now because i've i watched all of them and um it's still like as a supernatural fan i enjoy it it's still pretty good cool 
Cool. Um, it's the closest thing we kind of have to like the X Files. Yeah. yeah, in a lot of ways, right. right? It was like mo- it was a Monster it, of the Week show, right? Yeah, like that it's was a good. Whole... Yeah, it's a good show. It never pulled me into want to watch the entire thing, but it's one of those if it's on, I'll watch it, enjoy it. Like, I think I watched eight it's not seasons. A terrible show, but after yeah. season six, you felt that like because Eric Kripke left yeah. Supernatural, and obviously he's now doing The Boys. Um, but you could feel like the shift in the show when he left. Although there were still good parts, it's just like. And I can't watch twenty two episodes a year for I don't I don't know what for. Ten years. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's just more it's just more TV. You know, oh, it's just more TV. Parkoff is in the chat. I ten yeah. half decent minutes of action and four hundred and forty minutes of contrived drama. He's talking about Halo, isn't he? Harcroft <laughs> has very strong feelings about Halo being a life. I know, I know. I didn't yeah. want to say anything to Harcroft because I could tell he was really excited. He but agrees I was like, with me about the skies. He, he called it Solar gonna be fucking, This is going to be fucking Discovery, except for Halo fans, which is to say they didn't actually give a shit. Oh, <laughs> apparently retconned after the season five finale. The parents. The union of the parents was a whole plant thing. But I don't remember the dad knowing about it. Anyway, that's not... Well, we'll find out, I guess, or I'll find out if I finish the series. So, for you guys, I was debating doing something different. Hold on. Before we get into the movie. I'm gonna... For audio listeners, Eric is turned away from his microphone. Yep. And I'm He is slowly taking his... off his shirt. There's glowing lights. Um, He's staring at the monitor. Purple and orange-hued. I'm going to add... There is smoke coming out of just one of his ears. Is that... Is is that a tentacle? I think that's a tentacle. So no, that's that's a baby Smurf tattoo. Oh no! What did I do? Fuck me! Uh, he's pulled a chair from out under the wrestling ring. He's applied a googly eye to the center <laughs> of his forehead. Oh. <laughs> so I have you guys here in this little thing in the middle. Um, do you guys want to see the new uh, Thor trailer? Oh, yes. No. Has nobody watched it? To share a screen? It just yeah, I'm gonna share a screen. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna do it right now. Hold on. When when you say the new Thor trailer, you mean the one we all saw before Doctor Strange? No, the one that just came out right now. No, I'm not watching it. I'm not watching it. You guys watch it. Plug your ears. Watching this bullshit. Plug your ears and cover your eyes. Take my headphones up. Take up your headphones. Ready? Yeah, let's do this. Everyone, click. Get more pissed off. Yeah, we're gonna get. Yeah, let's do it. Kids, get the popcorn now. Let me tell you the story it's of the space viking, Thor Odinson. He was no ordinary man. He was a god. After saving planet Earth for the 500th time, Thor set off on a new journey. Well, he got in shape. He went from dead bod to god bod. Okay, well, I already want this version of the song. Yeah. after all that, <laughs> he reclaimed his title. <laughs> as the one yeah. and only Thor. <laughs> The one and only. Oh, spoke too soon. Jane? <laughs> <laughs> the old ex-girlfriend. What's it been like? Three, four years? Eight years, seven months, and six days. Give or take. <laughs> 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 My, uh, hurting feelings. Well, <laughs> 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 you're right. <laughs> The only ones who gods care about. Oh boy. Oh shit. Is themselves. Huh. That oh looks. my god, it's the nun. <laughs> All gods will die. I like it. I like yeah. it. It's the CGI. Yeah. I like it. I just want to say that was very, very impressive. The goat boat. Back there. Goat boat. 
just my first bad guy. You never forget your first. We almost saw Russell Crowe's face there. Almost. Oh, Valkyrie's gonna die, kill. isn't she? Oh my no. God, I hope not. No. Worth fighting for. Dude, if this movie's partly in black and white, oh. Mm. Yeah, I think they give a lot away in that trailer. I take off your disguise. And flick. Flick too hard, damn it! Actually, great. Oh! I mean, has he been that jacked before? I he looks huge. Uh, I know. I, he was huge there. Oh, I turned off the wrong thing. Stop streaming. There's the one. Hey, Lord. Oh God. Was that good, guys? Uh, yeah. Are you hyped? Yeah. Nice. It, nice, it, it gave okay. some stuff away, but yeah, it looks real good. You know, I, I kind of wish they would actually start trolling us and making action figures that have nothing to do with the fucking movie. Because they would sell. They have done that, I mean, didn't people they? would still buy it. They have done well, that. They've done they that. Have but done that's that. the thing, right? The toys keep ruining the movies, right? And I think I think they should just start making up shit, right? Well, I'll like, tell you what, though. Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher looks fucking sick. He does look that really looks good. Yeah. Sick. Oh, yeah. it's, it, it's not CGI, Steve, if that helps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was going to be CGI for sure. Yeah, me too. Um, I thought cool. they were going to do the, cool. the look from the comic, to be fair. Yeah. Um, I like this look. He looks really cool. Um, he looks intimidating. I like the goat boat. Like I said in the, in the Facebook. Um, goat boat. Uh, I saw the, the Lego, Lego, the Lego, the Lego set Lego of the boat. goat boat. And I was like, okay. And then they had another thing that said a battle name. And I was like, fuck. I wish I didn't see that. Um, yeah, but uh, this is what I'm talking about this is what I'm talking about. They should just start making up stuff. I mean, they, they would sell so many more toys, right? It's not even about like protecting spoilers. I think it would just be fun for you know people who buy that shit, you know. Hey, hey, Brent, there's a there's a hey, there's someone in the chat for you. Hey, Marge. Oh, there is, is there? K Marge is here. Hello, K Marks. How's it going? Um, we're, they're here for my returnal people. They're, they're, they're here for our talk about, um, I, I have been well because after I watched it, I started talking with with like a bunch of people on my channel about it and everyone else who's seen it had the exact same reaction. And I was like, well, we're going to be discussing it. So get over here and join the chat. We've been, <laughs> I've been thinking about this. I've, I've told all of you guys that I've been thinking about this movie every day since I've seen the since I watched it the first time. I, I didn't even know about it until you sent me the message saying what this week's show was. <laughs> We were going to talk about that. Oh, when you mentioned it, you were like, because I, when you said, I was like, what's the topic for the show? And you're like, oh, everything, everywhere, all at once. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? We're talking, it's like, no topic. <laughs> yeah, and you were like, no, it's, it's a like, new no, movie. movie. I'm like, oh, out. okay. <laughs> That's awesome. And it is fucking awesome. So this movie is by A24. It was just released uh, April 1st, 2022. And it's now on digital release for, you know, rental and stuff. Like on Steve Plus, um, but uh, <laughs> we've, we've said this many times, Steve. So it's fine. You can't talk about that. No, we don't talk about it. Um, it's the like Fight Club. the it's um, like Bruno the movie is yeah. is is amazing. Yeah. It it features Michelle Yeoh, uh, K Hui Kwan. I don't know if I said that right. Um, K Hui Kwan. Yeah, uh, Stephanie Sue, Jamie Lee Curtis, James Hong, Jenny Slade. Harry James Shum Hall, Jr., yeah. Andy Lee, and the Marshall, uh, the Marshall Club, which is 
the the fucking awesome YouTubers um, who are also in, like I was saying, the Hawk earlier, the the main three uh, martial club YouTubers were in this movie. They were also in Shang-Chi as um, the Death Dealer and a bunch of other guys in there. Nice, nice, nice. So it's nice to see that these YouTubers who are (laughs) self-taught are in this fucking movie as like like main stunt performers and... God, this I did. I did. I didn't notice that. So that's very seamless. That's very cool. Nice. I've been watching their their YouTube videos just because their their acrobatics are so fucking good, like so precise and so well done. Like, um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like you don't see anything like that on YouTube. So as soon as you see it, you're like, "Fuck, I'm a fan of this." And then you see them on nice. TV on showing starting uh, to show up in movies. Movie. You're like, "Oh God, yeah. you're there." That's and next you're level. There. That's next that reminds level. me of something, Steve. I probably sent you a time loop video a while ago about a yeah. like a martial artist. Do you remember that? Where like every day he wakes up and he keeps getting his ass kicked and he has to like learn how to like fight. Oh shit. I think so I did watch that kicked. and I've actually forgotten. And then when it ends, you realize the guy it. he keeps ending up like fighting is also in a time loop and they made a sequel to it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I got... uh, oh, I remember. Yeah. I remember you, you talking you about that a while back. showed it to us when we did uh, the, the time loop thing, right? I really, I really didn't Roll want to go back into yeah, a time it. loop, but after this, this movie, I might have to, I don't know. Thanks guys. This is the time loop. Well, Steve. it's not really a time loop. It's more of a dimensional. Thing. What, does I, what does IMDb say? An aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes, connecting with the lives she could have led. That's that's not bad. It's not bad. It's actually very accurate. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. that. Let's do a, a TLDR, like two, three minute. What did we think of the movie without spoiling it before we get into spoilers? Dave, let's start with you. Uh, you guys are gonna love this. I uh, I kind of don't care. I it wasn't for me, and no. I liked some contrivances you in know, it, but I was like, eh, it was all right, I guess. That's you know what, Dave. That's I, David. That's good. For I didn't. You. I, I didn't. I, it didn't resonate me. We thought fair. on any level. No, I'm, but there I'm are contrivances so, that I really enjoyed. Totally. Fair. I'm so not surprised by your by you saying that because <laughs> yeah, I knew actually, as soon as how great. I felt that's about great. it, I was like, Dave is going to be the opposite. Because <laughs> Dave and I have like we are just no, polar no, opposites I, yeah, when I it comes to movies. Great. I think that's great. Yeah. Anyway, well, well, like, we'll, we'll talk about. I'll explain the contrive the thing the contrivances I liked later. But like that's all I was like. Yeah. Okay. Like. All right. Well, I, I do want to do a more conversational one because I don't even know how to broach the topic of this movie because it's so much. <laughs> There's so much. Um, no, let's, I have let's, no idea. Let's go with Mr. Metal Sweater himself. Brent, what did you think of the movie? I, 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 I can't even really I couldn't even come up with three sentences to say about it after I was finished. I was like utterly speechless after watching the movie. You watched it really and late I think at the, night. The too. only thing that I really could say about it was I felt after watching this movie the way I felt after watching The Matrix for the first time where it was just i i was changed cinematically after that i agree i agree at least that's how my personal experience hawk what about you it is marvel almost marvel level production like in filmmaking and that that meets hong kong cinema and that you know because i think the basic thing of this movie is that it there is a lot a love letter to hong kong cinema there's you know an asian film and work like you know period and yet it's so much more because you can't really just you can't really pin it down to just that. It's a generational story. It's about our place in this whole vast, you know, cosmos and possibly multi, you know, verse. <laughs> it's everything all at once. I mean, the title really is the most you know, accurate for any movie I've, I've seen so, yeah, thus far. I agree. Uh, Steve. 
Yeah, so what I said to these these assholes on this screen <laughs> at the very beginning was uh, this was uh, this was worse than the Black Mirror episode. And if anybody doesn't know about that, uh, these these oh. punks made me watch Black Mirror with episodes that they thought were fun, and I I <laughs> I congratulated them on being in a much better mental state than I because uh. I thought all those episodes were completely horrific and just utterly existentially nihilistically terrible uh yeah no uh this was a great movie i'm gonna have to think on it for a while um i feel like it's the kind of movie that i won't have a a good response formed for tonight because it's one Mm -hmm. that i'm gonna have to think about um as i mentioned to you guys beforehand as well there were a couple other movies that this year really affected me and this is one that is similar to that where i'm i'm gonna have to really ponder it but yeah so unlike david which i'm not knocking david by this but no 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 i am honest this is what i said with with black mirror i said i love that you guys can enjoy can enjoy all that existential reconnecting sorry guys oh okay reconnecting oh yeah that's what that little spinning circle and we're back There Internet go. goes burr. It has gigabit, but it's not gigabit all at once. It's like, yeah, it's- you can have that gigabit at <laughs> four in the morning when no one's like, Yeah, yeah. Until yeah. then, yeah. fuck you, But Rogers. it still counts. It still counts. Yeah. So what I was saying is um, uh, with the Black Mirror episode, uh, I congratulated everybody, especially David, for having such a great time because you guys are in a better place than me because I watching those episodes. I was like, ah, oh, this is, I think the difference drama. though is for black mirror for me is absurdist. Yeah. And you took it seriously. Well, here's the thing. I, <laughs> I like you it literally, you took it at face value. We're like, no, these are like absurd over, you know, exaggerations of, of, you know, a possible future. And you're like, yeah, that could happen. And I, like, yeah, it could, but I'd still I, laugh at it. I've always liked absurdist stuff. Um, and uh, I will see where this conversation goes. But um, basically, uh, yeah, this was a this was a really uh, mind opening movie. I think it handled a lot of really sort of touchy elements that are very personal to me uh, extremely well. And um, yeah, it's 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 a cool movie. You know, I mean, without us getting into it right now, I think uh, I think it's neat. I think it, it it threads a needle which I didn't think was possible to thread. And that I think is the biggest. We're reconnecting compliment. again. Oh, okay. Lord. What you said f- thread a needle, and the thing that came to mind was the scene in I think it's Ong Back Two when Tony Jaa jumps through barbed wire because <laughs> he he didn't jump like he didn't dive through like Jackie Chan. He brought his legs up and his like feet to his and he jumped through forward like with his oh like up. a like a dive like a professional diver. No, he brought his. Well, yeah, but his he was feet were touching. He was touching his hands to his feet, and he jumped like, through forward. You know what That's I don't understand? Jack, jack, he jackknifed like, through. Is, yeah. Yeah. is that he I don't through, disconnect through from you guys, but I disconnect from Twitch. That's what I don't understand for my for this. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. We keep having the conversation. It's, it's because this parts your downloads fine. It's Rogers probably doesn't like you uploading, right? You're like, I'd like to upload at uh, four thousand megabits, and they're like, absolutely not. And we're we're back again. Yeah, like I was just right. saying. The, hey. the, luckily, I record right. this live, like on the fucking thing. So when I upload this, yeah. it's just me swearing a lot uh, for a couple of seconds. <laughs> it's all good. You know, so good. Before I, we come back, I, because I'm actually you. being a little too loud, so it's fine. Uh, you're not knocks against you're not, my wall. Not. Oh, no, I, just, I turned you down a while ago. I just oh, okay, I good, just, good. It, I me. I haven't heard Steve at all. He's been muted from the 
for weeks, actually. <laughs> Which is fair. Who knows? Which is Who very knows? fair. Ryan um, Johnson, man. Oh, check out my shirt. I we can't. don't. We can't. It, Written and directed by Ryan Johnson. Yeah, okay. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that yeah, in yeah. the Star Wars font? Yeah, yes. it is. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, I love it. So as you guys didn't hear on the stream, but Steve had some profound talks uh, right there. But, you know, <laughs> we'll get into it once we get it. Um, every time Steve goes like into a really like deep <laughs> hole and then the stream just goes like, yeah. like, like the black Bandit bars just slowly it. close. <laughs> Can't handle it. It's fine. It's fine. It's the story of my life. Story of this movie. I, I will, which I will, is my life. I'll be short in my in my description. Um and there goes there goes Brent. Brent, it'll be right back. That's um, nice. I like that. I so like that. for me, like I saw it in theaters. I think I'm the only one that saw it in theaters uh, out of these guys. Um when when I saw the movie and like watching it with the audience was great. We we all laughed at the right parts. We all like gasped at the right parts. Um but by the end of the movie, I don't think it can be better said than all of us just sort of sat there, just sort of <laughs> trying to figure out what we had just seen, like try to process everything that was happening because it was, it was a good, it was, it was amazing. It's probably in my top five movies of all time. Um, I, I've, I've thought about this movie every single day since I've seen it. Um, for various aspects this is why i'm having a hard time like i couldn't write an outline because like, where, where do you start do you start with the existentialist like aspects of it yeah woven into this comedy drama action yeah uh, know, the generation trauma and and then there's the there's the the the, the cultural um issues that uh, i'm sure me and steve will that, get into that was that was my issue going into this after at, like right after I watched the movie, I was like, oh, my God, I wish we were recording right now because I have so much to say about mm -hmm. this movie. And then every time I tried to articulate it in my head coming into tonight, I was like, I don't have anything to say. But I have a, so like, much to I, say I at the same time. I can't think of anything right? to say about it it's other than God damn. It's like, funny because me and Hawk and Brittany have a every uh, like everywhere ever all friends at once or something. I think is our chat group <laughs> on, on there. Um, and we just. Um, nice. Nice. Like we've talked about so many different things. Like I when I was talking to I, I watched it with Meg at home afterwards and she took it from a mother daughter perspective. Um, sure. And then, like, her relationship with her mother, and then I took it from the Asian perspective, which, you know, I'm sure Steve yeah. took it from as well. Um, and then, like, Brittany took it from a person who's gay, like, the perspective of someone, you know, having to right. come out, and then there's all the... Yeah. It, it felt like... I think she said that it was... If she had seen this when she was a teenager, things would have been a little bit better for her. I was like, oh, mm. like that's very interesting. Uh -huh. I wish she could come on the show tonight, but she has a workshop. Yeah. Um it's no, that's how it is. And the people that I've been talking to about it too, like everyone has something they've pulled from it. Like I have one friend who like she mentioned that the relationship between like how the resolution relationship between the mother and daughter at the end, she said, I've been through that. Like that's a situation I went through with my mother. And like it's it's just so relatable in so many ways to so many people. Oh, and I, I, didn't I threaded really the needle it, but... and did not relate to this movie at all. And that's a good thing. It, that's it's a because good you're not that's an fine. Asian girl it's going totally through cool. puberty. Well, another oh, thing wait, is like, totally like cool. when it comes to like, I, when it comes to parent stuff, like father son stuff will break me, as you sure. can imagine. But sure. like stuff with moms, I'm always like, I don't give a shit. Fair enough. I, and stuff with daughters, weird. usually I'm like, I don't care. But with son, you know, like that kind of mm. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's that totally, I, it totally it's, makes sense. It's actually where I agree with you on this. Or I didn't, there wasn't anything specific at the movie that I personally related to. But I think it's just because I have so much empathy in me and I'm such an empathetic person that I was able to relate 
empathetically to everything that was happening and was overwhelming by the end. Like to the point where I was in tears by the end of this movie. Um, like I, mean, I was sobbing like a child by the end. There, there are some very yeah the 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 resolution yeah. between the mother and daughter were well. Well, before we Not get even that, before just we get into the speed, resolution, yeah. Or before I, we get into, we're, we're going to get into the spoilers. resolution. Well, right. we will get into the spoilers. We will. Don't worry. Um, I wanted to say what Kmart uh, wrote in the Twitch chat. They wrote it seemed profound and they felt seen in many scenes, um, and that they were speechless. But left, but left feeling like. Was well, left feeling, feeling all, all the feelings, feelings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all at once, which is you know, yeah, a lot, a lot. Yeah, um, so we are going to get into spoilers if we can figure out what we're going to talk about because there is a lot. Well, do we want to say anything before spoilers? I guess. Or is there anything do you do? You want to talk about before spoilers? Ooh. It's it's amazing. I, I if you can let me, see let me, it, let see me it. say this. So for <laughs> um, Shang Chi, I I made a comment where I said that it's a movie that for Asians or people with Asian children should see if only because it normalizes uh, just people, Asian people, Asian whatever descendants being just like everybody else, which actually isn't a big deal. But, you know, if, if you've been watching the movies, you know, we're the math geniuses or were the whatever right there's stereotypes you know that that play into it yeah. and and i think that shang chi at the very least took that step where um they were uh just being jackasses like everybody else in the mcu and you know what that's fine you know that's a good thing uh, however i did i don't know if i commented on this highly enough i felt that that was that's fine. I didn't think that in the history of movies, people would look back on that moment and say, oh, yeah, Shang-Chi was the movie that actually made a difference because I don't think it will. I think ultimately movies that are created later by generations that are just like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're just like everybody else will actually make like significant uh, commentary. I think that this movie actually does take it a step further. I think that this movie actually is able to have fun with Asian culture um while at the same time addressing some very real maybe i don't know i i literally watched this movie 20 minutes before this podcast and i am suffering and i am in an existential crisis right now so i don't know exactly what my thoughts are but i do feel that this is more the movie that i was hoping shang chi would be which is to say shang chi was very safe and it wasn't offensive which is a step forward but it was safe. This is a movie that I think actually does something and and it does it well without being too heavy handed. Uh, it takes a lot of elements that are true without exaggerating them. And so I think that um, I think if anyone who's ever grown up with any kind of Asian angst should watch it because I think that it shows that, you know, it's, it's OK, you know, and mm. uh, I think, yeah, I think anyone who's who's sort of caught between cultures or generations whether you're Asian or not, will be able to uh, take something from it. So there we go. Uh, to and this is exactly yeah. why I, I said in the Facebook group earlier that, like, of all people, I wanted you on the show tonight because yeah. it was I wanted to hear the perspective from you and Eric from, from so the much trauma. perspective yeah. of this movie. <laughs> but specifically from you, Steve, because I know that you are going to be much more unfiltered about your opinions than well, I think Eric would to, be. No, so to be fair, I um the Filipino culture is different from the Chinese culture. Let's get into spoilers yeah. um before I get into that. Um spoilers. Spoiler warning, we're gonna talk about the movie in all sorts of forms. Go see it. 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 Get your guitar and play 
The spoiler. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Play uh, the spoiler. The spoiler tingle <laughs> or tingle jingle. <laughs> um, this is the story of a girl. So um, I don't know if I mentioned this, but everything everywhere all at once also features four Shang Chi alumni. Michelle Yeoh was in Shang Chi. Uh, uh, her daughter, um, what's her name? Uh, Stephanie Su was Two. in um, was in Shang Chi, um, <laughs> and then Andy Lee and Brian Lee were both in there as well. So. That that like fuck the the talent the talent from yeah alumni movie. man yeah Harry Shum wasn't in that movie he was not in Shang Chi oh he's just like in anything that has to do anything <laughs> with Asian culture he's in it well, these days. Well, there's if, only if, like if, six if, Asian actors if so, you yeah. want to do the crazy rich Asian alumni no there are a bunch <laughs> in this movie that were in that movie as well including Harry Shum Jr. Um, yeah, let's let's talk about the, the 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 cultural thing, Steve. Um, we might as well we might as well start off with that because there, it's just damage, man. It's uh, damage. There's there's I I feel like um a lot of there's a lot of that whole I I know we make fun of the whole uh, honor to your family type thing, but uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's very real. It's very real. It is very. Real. I I don't want to I don't want to monopolize anything because I honestly have no idea what I'm going to talk about. But some of the notes I wrote down, um, I'll say this. Uh, uh, growing up, one of the movies that I felt really captured my experience and not to add drama to it. But I guess because there was very little in the way of, you know, um, Canadian born, North American born Asians to relate to was a movie uh, that starred Sandra Oh uh, called uh, Double Happiness. And I remember watching this movie with my parents and uh, they didn't get it at all. And um, I'm not to say that I would recommend it. I mean, it's a Canadian film, so it's got a lot to do with sort of, you know, identity and all those sorts of, you know, Canadian film elements. But I felt that it did do a good job of encapsulating a, a Canadian Asian experience in which she ends up sort of being in a relationship that her father doesn't really appreciate. But the film was very fair. Because it also expresses the parents' understanding and their where they're coming from. So you know it's not totally, oh, just because my parents. You know, like there's more to it, right? And I think that's one of those things where like the weight of Asian culture is one of those things that's very hard to explain. Like mm-hmm. there's like this, you know, like this centuries old you know there's, set of traditions you know that weigh on you and it's right? all in the eastern asian because because there's always that yeah. sense of you have to honor your parents you have to honor your grandparents right yeah there's, there's, it's a very deeply set belief growing up which my kids obviously don't have uh, for some reason um but um if like if you look at turning red there's a there's a speech by the main character like pretty early in the movie where she says like the number one rule of your family is honor your parents because they they're the beings that brought you into the world and all you yeah and the you know what the least I, you could do is uh honor them i was like oh my god that feels like uh, me growing up um and on that note i haven't watched turning red yet because i didn't want to right like this was this was exactly the kind of situation this movie uh everything everywhere at once i was trying to avoid which i've successfully avoided because i haven't watched turning red right and and that's what i was going to sort of like uh comment on just with that double happiness reference i mean the only other movie that i remember back from that time that kind of spoke to this experience of being kind of in not to say it's like dramatic like two worlds or anything but Mm -hmm. like was the joy luck club and one of the things that i observed about the joy luck club 
compared to Double Happiness was Double Happiness actually doesn't have a happy ending. So in case anyone is interested in watching it, I thought it was very genuine because I didn't really know where Asian Canadian born children could end up really, mm. right? You're either you're part of one world, you're part of the other world. It's not really a it's not really a nice um confirmation or a coming together you know like in sitcoms at the end right and that was the thing i didn't like about double ha uh, about joy luck club because it has a very hollywood ending even though it does a really good job of setting up all these mothers and daughters relationships so i feel like that this movie actually achieved something because i think that it it addressed it in a way that i mean i wish that was how i would have conversations with my parents mm -hmm. i mean in fact i had a very similar conversation with my mom just like you know like <laughs> literally yesterday and i was just sitting there kind of nodding going like we live in a very different universe yeah. you know but <laughs> but it's okay mm -hmm. you know it's okay and i think that's the sort of the key message of this movie because uh, i mean not to add further to the 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 the, the pile of of steve fuel but I didn't know what I wanted to do after high school. I failed the Chinese six pack, which if you've never heard of that saying, that's that's the three sciences and the three maths. That's what you're supposed to graduate high school from because you can get a hundred in a Chinese six pack. You can't get a hundred <laughs> with anything else. And I actually I actually failed, not to share too much, but I actually failed in the Chinese six pack. Now, on the other hand, I did very well in English, I did very well in art, but these are not things that are recognized because they're, well, they're debatable, right? And so as someone who very much sort of fell outside of that sort of like, you know, guaranteed route of success, um, yeah, this movie definitely really, uh, really touched me. And I, I ended up going into English and philosophy and university. And so it's very funny for me to watch this movie about existentialism and nihilism because that's what this film is. It's it's pure uh, uh, existentialism and nihilism, and and yet it's. I think it, it I think it pulls what's important about those two philosophies. Because yeah, people can just be un, unhappy and just sort of like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, life is pain. That's not no. It's 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 it, it can work out, and there are better understandings that you can come to. Anyway, I've been talking too long. No, 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 no. But I think no, that, no, no, no. It's, it's interesting because like yeah. I, I I look at it um, from a different. Asian sure. culture and there's a lot like like you, you don't want to upset your parents you want to follow this certain route like we all took music lessons I assume um yep and all yeah. of that because it helped our math um <laughs> but um I don't even know if that it helped my math I did the piano and the violin and the music theory anyway go on there um I mean, yeah. you actually became a musician so that's not too bad well let's see um the um but like I I look at the the conversation between um the 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 dot joy and um evelyn at the end when she's like you are fat and and you don't call and, I'll, and, and, and everything sit, sitting like watching yeah. that conversation it's very real. so many chords because it is real that's what that's how i don't know like if your parents like the the white folk here <laughs> how your parents talk to you but that's a very I mean, asian thing to I, say i to, could i could talk to some of these things if you want like well, I could. We'll, yeah well, well we can yeah, um but yeah, like sure. it, it felt very real but also as i've gotten older the the part where Gong Gong talks to Becky and they're they're he doesn't actually care that she's gay is something that I feel like I've come to like there's that cultural divide that um or not cultural divide but there was a generational thing where you're like you don't want to upset these people but in the end I think they're very they're more forgiving than I than I would think like growing up I've I've been able to talk to my my parents more and more about 
different things that I never thought I would be able to talk to them like as a younger yeah. person. And yeah, I, yeah, I think that's yeah. a, a good point, at least from an Asian perspective in this movie, um, because I as growing up, I would never you, you want to talk about that type of thing, any sexuality type things, um, anything that would upset the social norm. But I, I found that, you know, as me and my sisters have gotten older, things have been easier to get, you know, just out on the table. Like it's it's yeah, it's well, you know, for sure. For sure. No, 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 absolutely. <laughs> Except no, for wearing I, I, shoes indoors. You don't do that. No. What about I mean, that's sandals, just a man? normal thing. Everyone should, you don't wear shoes indoors. Like, that's just a normal thing. <laughs> I, agree. I, know, I totally, I watching totally American television, and they all wear shoes indoors. And you find out people in the United States actually wear shoes in their house. You're like, yeah. When I what? visit my aunt and uncle in the States, it's very weird because they're Asian, but they're What's also American. So they wear their shoes uh, indoors. I'm like, mm. your outdoor like shoes in the house. So you get outdoor on your carpets. And I don't like that. What? What? That's a lot of what? cleaning you don't need to do. At the very least, put on yeah. slippers or something like. Yeah, what? I agree. Chinelas. Wow. We, we went in a weird direction, but relevant, relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I totally agree with you, Eric. I, I think that that's one of the things that I liked about the movie was that it, 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 um, I don't know. I don't know what this movie would have done to me early on because I feel like Double Happiness actually did affect me in a lot of ways because I I saw that movie and it didn't really have a happy ending. It kind of just it just kind of had an existential ending. And I was like, yeah, that's that's what it's like. You're kind of like left hanging, you know, sort mm. of between cultures. Uh, and of course, bear in mind, I was a teenager at that time. So everything was extra dramatic. But I will admit um, it's something I've been, you know, thinking about more recently and, and, and it sort of caught up with me. So yeah, I, I think this is a movie I'm going to have to think about for a long time, but I do feel that, uh, yeah, like you said, Eric, it, it, it yeah, it, it just, it, it's very honest mm-hmm. without being malicious, and which not, I didn't. And not being like sort of like hokey at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It does a good balance between taking, I mean, okay, this is maybe a weird example, but it reminded me of Jojo Rabbit in that it took something that was possibly very ugly in history, but was very honest about it and was able to laugh at it, right? And I think that um, in this case, you know, um, you know, there's a lot of trauma and a lot of baggage and a lot of stuff that people carry in themselves, but they're able to, when they can sort of see the, like what you were saying, uh, Eric, about like actually trying to talk because that was never really an option no right like i never really thought it was an option i still don't i mean there I will, are times I when i when, when your parents still talk to, like even as an as yeah. a 40 year old yeah yeah, yeah. you're just like i don't think yeah. i can continue this conversation at this no moment. no I, ha- I had this conversation yesterday and i just sat there and i listened and i nodded and i said yeah that's great you know and i feel i i you know maybe i'm not there yet and maybe in a couple of years you guys will hear the podcast and i'll be like yeah yeah i totally had that conversation that michelle yo had but i'm not <laughs> there yet but it's cool that it happened in a movie and also in a way that i cannot fault mm-hmm. because yeah it was fair it was fair to the mother and it was fair to the daughter and i think that that's at the end of the day the most important thing is that yeah nobody really knows the whole story but you know when you really cut down to like what's essential uh that's what i think the film succeeded in doing sorry um dave you were gonna go on yeah, something well, okay, so you guys talked a lot about, like, basically expectations is a big part of it. And, right, Because um, right. I was thinking, when you brought up, like, the honor your parents thing, um, you know, I grew up Catholic, and for some reason, they still teach the Ten Commandments, even yeah. though that has nothing to do with Catholicism. I don't know if you're aware, mm-hmm. uh, that's a whole different covenant with God that uh, Christians don't have, because that was the whole point of Jesus dying and, and returning. 
uh, and whatnot. But mm-hmm. uh, number five is honor thy father and thy mother. Right. Uh, notice it's not number one, as it clearly is in Asian households by the sounds of it. it but is. I also think a lot of these these things you get a we get away with in North America. Like we had literally like have more liberty. Like so we get sure. away with things. Yeah, but yeah. when you talk about like the conversation where the mom's like, you're fat and blah blah blah, you know, I'm like, that's the conversation like my mom had with her mom, who was an immigrant. Like my mom's not my mom I'm a second generation Canadian. My mom was born here, but her mother was born in the Netherlands. So, and, you know, there's lots of stereotypes about Dutch people, too, being, like, you know, overly analytical and rude and, you know, like. Everybody's heritage culture is yeah. awful and cheap. I mean, that's something <laughs> I, I, I um, discovered. But anyway, go on. But, but like, be, you know, we all also have, like, we all have more in common because we're all Canadians, right? Like, we're not, it's not just that we're second or first generation. We're all Canadians. Like. I don't think of myself having a culture outside of being Canadian, but I grew up with a lot of kids who were Italian, who were Pol, and like they strongly believe in that culture. Even though if they went to Italy, they would not recognize that culture at all from their own. They know um, this Martin Scorsese version of Italy. Well, no, they it's... some of them speak Italian and stuff like that, but like they're like fourth generation Italian. They're like, oh, I'm so mm. Italian, and it's like, yeah. no, no, you're no, you, not. No, no, you, no. You, like. You know, like African Americans shouldn't be called African because they live in America. They've been in America. some of these people have been in America for four hundred yeah. years. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? What you know, like at that rate, we're all African, right? If you want to go back far enough, okay, we're just all African. So, okay, um, so like it, it's you know, we're all we're. I'm not like Dutch. I'm not Russian. You know, culturally, I'm Canadian, but even like I don't have all aspects of Canadian culture. So, and there's always a disconnect there between parents and kids, but I don't have that as strongly, clearly, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. some other people. Um, oh, yeah. No, and I, I genuinely wasn't joking when I said like that whole Black Mirror thing. I was like, happy you guys could enjoy those episodes. And I'm just like, this is like, this is fucking a nightmare for me. You know, know but I'm like, Vipers is one of the best episodes oh, of television ever made. God. Damn it. That's so, <laughs> so many so problems. Good. It's so, so good. good. It's, it's so, so good. good. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It's very good, Just guys. Nothing but like, like texting your buddy at 3 a.m. striking vipers and then seeing how and, they respond. To and, and you know what, guys? If you're in a place where you can enjoy that, I you are in a good place. Just enjoy it. Please. Please enjoy it. I'm not there. Hopefully, I will be one day. I'm not there. Um, like, But we all, you know, everybody has cultural trauma and cultural baggage and things like that. Um, yeah. Family baggage. And I, I, I don't have a lot of that because like i essentially don't have a culture because i but to, to be fair like i didn't have a dad growing up and then my I, my mom wasn't around so like i essentially have the op i don't have i didn't have parents around right i have the opposite i i have like total free will um and steve you and i are basically we're, we're right next to each other in terms of like accomplishments right so it's like what is it to me it's like absurd it's like what's the what's the difference there? Yeah. what do what yeah. was the point in putting all that pressure, what was the point in having no pressure? Yeah, sure. You know? So it's just like, how do you want to... So what it comes down... When I watch a movie like this, it comes down to these people, these characters, are old enough and wise enough to think about none of that shit actually matters. How you treat other people is the only thing that matters in this world. How but you, you know- need to decide, but... People want to go. Well, I have this baggage, and it's no, like. But you like, nailed like, it, though. No, no, yeah. no. Exactly. No, you've I've completely nailed yeah. it, David. They're excuses. Because, They're excuses. Yeah, no, absolutely. I will, 
I will fully admit that's that's exactly what I'm like processing and I have been processing. No, you've absolutely there, there is it a meme that's going around about this movie and it's two people on a bus and they both say nothing matters uh, on like a thought bubble mm-hmm. for one of them. And they're like sort of sad and depressed. And the other one says nothing matters. And then they're like, but well, don't be shitty to other people. That's that's pretty much what this movie boils down to apparently. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. There's not that much of a difference as David said. And I agree with him. Um, and whatever shit I'm dealing with is largely my own shit, but it's good to understand it at least. And it gets me closer to where David is, you know, that's so, why, I think that's why this movie doesn't like resonate with, yeah, me, which is cool. Cause I'm like, none of these things particularly affect me. And like, I'm already past what the message of this film, I think is like, yeah. like emotionally, like I'm past this where this is supposed to be. No, uh, I'm or glad. I literally I'm glad don't, you or I don't have yeah. any of the connections to, to not be past it at all or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, why, so that's totally why I think happy. like you, that's why like I was happy you and I kind of agree on that aspect of it is that like nothing in this movie connects to us directly. But I think you and I both have an indirect connection to it. And the fact that we were both raised Catholic and we were raised by like a set of rules Asian and yeah. Catholic. That we have <laughs> that we have over double fuck. But like they're not as embedded in our culture as Catholic, as Catholicism as it is in Asian culture. Mm-hmm. So for us, it's something that as we grow older, we're allowed to find our own voice and we're allowed to dissent and find our own ways. Well, whereas I think you guys are more forced to be into certain cultural aspects. Because so for us, it's easier to escape from it. For them, it's in the household culturally. And ours is yes. just religion, which isn't necessarily... Like, like, like religion wasn't in my household. It was yeah. at school and at church, right? It, it never came home. Uh, but there obviously was, are yeah. people who aren't you and me who are Catholic or Christian or what, you know, some kind, you know, whatever doesn't really matter who that might be more at home. Right. Because that person is putting that, taking it from their religion and putting it in their culture yeah. and putting it in. And it, it, it was very prevalent in my home growing up. My, my parents were very, very religious, very like, I'm not fanatical, but like they have a very strong belief in, in Catholicism and religion in God and Jesus, but they were also, understanding enough to when I hit a certain age and started having my own opinions and my own thoughts on it, they were very respectful of that. And they did not force anything on me. They did not make me follow a path. They made me, they allowed me to follow my own path. And to this day, they, they don't like that. I don't go to church. They don't like that. I, that I'm atheistic, but they respect it. Like they at least allow it and respect it. And so that's why it's like, it's, 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 polar opposites for us in this where like we come from a culture where that's encouraged whereas you guys come from a culture where that's very much dis like not encouraged it's very much frowned upon so yeah. it's neat to watch yeah. a movie yeah, maybe from two maybe not perspectives. like if you look at the filipino culture the the catholicism is so interwoven in it right now because of the spanish occupation oh boy those spanish so, yeah the spanish people love them. <laughs> they're they're <laughs> occupying and they're they're rewriting of uh traditions so like you like of out of all of the 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 asians that are catholic like filipino people are probably some of the more devout like they actually crucify people during easter time like they 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 actually the live stigmata i've seen that yeah it, it's very very fucked up um but yeah like it, it's it's crazy how intertwined all of that is um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh Can we all agree that the best jesus is korean jacked jesus right like that's what about the best. buddy jesus 
No, I like, Christ, Christ, Jesus. I, I like Santa Claus on the cro- on the cross in Japan, where they totally fuck it up. <laughs> that's that's the best. That's the best. As much the Pope comes to visit, they're like, "We did it right, huh?" And, and the Pope's yeah. like, "Not even close." Yeah, yeah. They also do <laughs> also do KFC for Christmas in Japan because, like, some guy thought Why that would not? be funny. KFC is amazing, and, um, and it Japan actually ended up becoming Christmas turkey. In terms of, I guess religion, I gotta chime in at some yeah, point. Yeah, you gotta. Because yeah, yeah. I, I would love to know the way you watched the the film, like what what you. Like the layers that we we like, I looked at it uh, like I was saying to Meg, Megan the other day. Like she took that, took it in a totally different direction than me. Okay, so start off. Um, I was first bar- first generation here. My, both my parents were Irish immigrants. Um, very Catholic. <laughs> yeah, I know Irish. <laughs> very Catholic. Yeah, right I guess. Except that you know, my family's story. If there was a movie, I would probably you know say. Angela's Ashes, you know, if you guys have seen that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, so <laughs> mostly my mom in my life. Uh, my dad was off doing, old, you know, other things. You know, we got to hang out when we, you know, he took me to a pub or that, you know, when I was eight. <laughs> well, he's busy fighting the English. Very obviously. Irish. <laughs> Trying not to make <laughs> Irish comments. <laughs> Go on. So we we were a little less rooted in these kind of traditional things and that religion. My mom tried to make religion a thing for us and that, but it never took. And it's like you know, with Irish kids, and that it's you know they they eventually just buck and they start doing you know, what they want and that. Especially in the melting pot and you know or the you know the cultural mosaic that is Canada and that because you can't help it. It's like all your friends come from these different backgrounds and that less rooted in like. Right, Families northern Europe, yeah. northern Europe, southern yeah. Europe, eastern Europe, mm. western yeah. Europe. A lot more freedom, a lot more autonomy <laughs> like all, in that. All but the corners of Europe. At the same time, you know, <laughs> there tends to be a you know, a lot less direction in that, and that's where I grew up. A lot, very directionless in that. You know, like high school. You sound like you're part of Generation X. <laughs> high school, I did not care. Like basically, I I got by high school by a hair. You know, I took a few years off in that before I even considered going to university and that and just kind of worked and did things and that, you know. Um, but there wasn't the same kind of pressures that I'm hearing from, like, you know, Steve's family or, or, you know, Eric's family about honoring the parents and that. Because, like, honestly, like, one parent was already checked out at that point and the other parent was basically trying to keep, like, a roof over our heads and a business going and that, you know. <laughs> My approach into this movie was through Michelle Yeoh's character as a struggling business owner and that, her sitting in front of the tax lady and that with just the handfuls of receipts and that, you know, mm-hmm. trying to justify expenses as, you know, secondary careers and that when really they're just hobbies and dreams of hers, you know. Right. Um, I think which, you know, kind of lends her character that pathway into this multiverse and that because she, her... Her mind is not present there, you know. It just keeps tuning out, you know. And she has a lot of dreams, obviously, that didn't get fulfilled in that. But yeah. again, she's torn up. She's torn between things, between I, a husband, yeah. a business, a daughter, and the father. Yeah, I want you. I want you to keep going, uh, Hawk. But yeah, that's a really good point. In that this movie is very accessible. Like it's not, it's not overburdened with the Asian stuff. Like the Asian stuff is all very real, yeah. but it's it's still relatable. Like it's not in its own sort of pocket, right? Which is, I think, a problem with a lot of films. So I think that's the reason why this film is 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 making some waves. Is that, yeah, it, it kind of taps into a lot of the stuff that everyone 
a lot of people, I shouldn't say, not everyone, a lot of people can have some doubts about and some people can have confidence about, but it's real, you know? So, yeah, anyway, and, and cool. isn't there like something super relatable when she was um, when she was viewing that movie star lifestyle and she's like, can I go right. back? And you're sitting there like, yeah. who who hasn't thought about if I went this way, like why yeah. couldn't I yeah, have been exactly. that? Like I was telling Hawk are- earlier, like our multimedia program that we went to school with, like so many people went in so many random ones, but there are some people like this person's a director over at ILM. Now this person just did super pets. Like what, how did this happen from my program? I, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, we're out again. Oh, we fucking hell. It just, I was just looking over it too. Anyway. Um, yeah. No, it's I I I think we all have those moments, like not even just career wise of like, you know, what if I had done this? What would I be doing these days? I mean, we all have like just those little moments in life where like I can remember like a date I was on with this girl that I like was had like the biggest crush on and she was like the absolute dream girl and she agreed to go on a date with me. And at the end of the date, I didn't kiss her. And now every single day after that, you kind of go back in your head and go, what if I had what would have happened? You know, it's whereas, even little mundane my brain things go, like that. Oh, if I did kiss her, I'd be in prison right now for sexual but that, assault. I was just the thing is like when your brain everybody. goes, yeah, your brain goes in yeah. a million different directions, like all of these different pathways yeah. that your it's life so could have true. taken on one little decision. There, no, I was. Okay, March has a good question in yeah. chat too when when it's oh, working. Yeah, yeah no, we should, no, we're back. We're back. Oh, okay. Ron, yeah. Um, so we, what I'm guessing is we? we got back right at the part where I said sexual assault. That's no, 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 no. We, <laughs> during, it was right before. Um, okay. It was right before Brent started talking about um, thinking about the girl. Blah blah blah. That oh, thing. okay. Um, so it was before the girl. sexual assault. <laughs> um, um, did you? Did someone want to read, want to read that uh, question? I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Kmart asks, I have a question unrelated to the discussion at hand this second. The movie opens with them speaking Chinese, and then English starts to be weaved in. Then it's primarily English for the majority of the rest of the film. I was curious you all, if you all had thoughts on that. Uh, I don't. I do. Um, I, I do. Go ahead, Eric. Okay, so um, I uh, when I'm at home with my sisters, it's... Uh, primarily uh, Tagalog, which is the main uh, Filipino language. Um, there is English interwoven in there just because that's how um, we, they, they speak now because they're, they've been in Canada for such a long time. But when my wife is, and my kids are, are there, they sort of try and do English more, but there's always a mixture of, <laughs> of Filipino or Tagalog in there at times. So um, I know we go in and out of, or they go in and out of Tagalog whenever the situation has. So that's what I sort of saw in this movie because there, there's a lot of mixed cultures throughout it. So it's not necessarily all Mandarin. I don't know if it was Mandarin, right? Um, uh, that's what I was going to comment on. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, all the time. So yeah, Steve, go for it. Your turn. Yeah. Uh, so this was an interesting movie because it's something that I've never been super um, aggressive about, but I have noticed because yeah, growing up, there were a lot of people who didn't really speak Chinese who would speak Chinese and it was like really obvious, but it's like, what are you going to do? Right. I mean, there's how many Chinese actresses or actors, you know, mm. it was like, you know, Ming Na and that was it. Right. I mean, <laughs> she's it. Right. Or Gong Li. Right. Like literally. Right. Yeah. Um, so actually uh, if you're interested, um, uh, Michelle, Yeoh, Michelle Yeoh is from Malaysia. Um, and uh, I'm not exactly sure what her, uh, Chinese, uh, dialect would be, but, um, sorry, uh, was the father's actor's name? Wow. Ki so Hui Kwan. Song. 
Oh, yeah. Kihei, Kwan, uh, Kihei Kwan, yeah. 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 So, no, 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 no. The the father of Michelle Yeoh. Um, James Hong. Oh, James, oh, James Hong. Hong. Yeah. James, James Hong is from Hong Kong, so he speaks uh, Cantonese. Everybody else in the movie actually spoke Mandarin, which I thought was very interesting, but not not out of the realm of realism. So I feel like at, at least on that level, the husband spoke Mandarin, so the wife spoke Mandarin. Um, in but, real life, Michelle Yeoh speaks Cantonese. Yeah. Apparently. Uh, but it it made more sense for her to speak Mandarin with her husband, who speaks Mandarin. And uh, James Hong only speaks Cantonese, so he only spoke Cantonese. Now, this is not something that's that's, that's totally impossible. People do nowadays blend some of those um, dialects. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it was actually something that I did notice that the movie did pay attention to. And it so it, 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 they just used, like, both? They used both, but oh. in appropriate situations, mm-hmm. in appropriate situations. So whenever whenever the wife was speaking to the husband, it was in Mandarin. Um, the daughter couldn't speak worth shit, so that's fine. Yeah, that, that was makes part sense. Of the character. <laughs> was part of the character. She was trying to speak Cantonese. Cantonese is very hard. But the father of um, Michelle Yeoh's character uh, spoke Cantonese. And that's fine. That's fine. That's actually, it, it is realistic. And I'm, I will I'm say, I'm glad we got that question because I, that's not a detail that yeah. Yeah, I would have ever picked up on. It's not, I important. just assumed it was, I assumed it was traditional movie trope of like, yeah, introduce them speaking uh, Mandarin or Cantonese and everything yeah. to establish no. like the culture, but then quickly shift to English because yeah, look yeah, at the audience. We're trying no, to I feel appeal like that's to. important because the amount of people who speak these languages. And if we were watching a movie where the parents were both supposed to be French and one yeah. sp- person spoke French and the other one spoke Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You'd be like, yeah, yeah. Well, no, this and, is not right. Like, this is it, true. And it's interesting because like, if you watch like the Filipino people are slowly making their way on TV and movies, which is really strange for me. Cause I've never seen a Filipino person like growing up on mm. like yeah. other than Lou Diamond Phillips. We never spoke Tagalog. No, no, no one even knew he was Filipino. No, I, um, actually, I didn't know Everybody assumed he was like Mexican or something. Right? Like, <laughs> I like always he played assumed like a he was Indian. Of, um, yeah, I thought he was Native American because he he's always playing yeah, Native American. Because of young guns, right? Um, yeah, exactly. 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 Also, he played, he, you know, he was in La Bamba. Yeah. Really. Who is the girl from Wayne's World? Um, Tia Carrera. Tia Carrera. She's also Filipino. So, yeah. like, these yeah. are oh, two Filipino cool. people I knew growing up. Um, yeah, isn't like, James Hong, like... Isn't James Hong is movie dad to Tia Carrera as well? Yep, yep, he was. Uh, that's but they, hilarious. But they were that's um, hilarious. Yeah, okay. I always thought she, I always thought she was Cantonese because she always played Cantonese characters. Yeah, in Wayne's World, she plays that's a Cantonese a character. That's true. No, that's, yeah. that's a total stereotype. But that's again. Yeah. That's that's yeah. that's yeah. an ignorance yeah. on me from yeah. you know like I'm not yeah. raised yeah. in that culture. I'm well, raised by Hollywood culture teaching me. So few Asians. But now you're actually hearing these different dialects in films too, like Spider Man. No way home had tagalog in it which i was dying nice. laughing in the theaters but no one around me was because it was a fully white theater uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> or yeah, like yeah. um crazy ex-girlfriend had a filipino family in there like it was a hawaiian person speaking tagalog which was a little weird but and and wrong but you know no one would notice that other than a filipino person yeah no so to answer the question in the in the chat this was actually fairly accurate it's not impossible and and they were very consistent with it because i will say there were uh, maybe I won't name the movie. Uh, there was another movie where uh, the son spoke Cantonese and the father spoke Mandarin, and that didn't make any sense. All right, in this movie, it makes sense because you know she's married, especially you know, like I, like in the situation when they're in the IRS 
and they're they're speaking together and then the english is mixing in with the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, like it felt and, so real it was crazy I'll also say about cantonese too uh cantonese is is primarily it's uh canton province so it's like a corner of china so it's not just hong kong but hong kong people mostly speak cantonese but it's actually a bigger chunk of the country um those people especially hong kongers uh, mix in English all the time, so it's actually very common for them to be like throwing in they, weird English versions of words. Do they have um uh, like uh, Filipino will call it Taglish when it's a mixture of English and Tagalog? Yeah, do yeah, they yeah. have something yeah, yeah. that they they say? That oh they, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Yeah, China, yeah, Hong Kong people always say like you know I'm gonna take the 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 basu, which means like you know the bus, you know, or yeah. I'm gonna get a ball, you know, which is a ball, you know. But yeah, there's some very similar like they 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 create phonetic. Uh, I know. Uh, I like that you, question. That was a good question. Might not actually be able to answer this question in any but i wonder if um the chinese like country china will, will be able to unify its culture enough to get most people speaking one language at some point because i think one thing people don't realize is that before napoleon there were like 48 dialects in france yeah and now most people in france just speak parisian french yeah, yeah. but we're going but you think All about like national identity, a big part of national identity <laughs> is speaking of Quebec. Um, a national, like, big part of national identity is actually having people speak one language. That's what so, that's what the uh, Spanish yeah. did to the Philippines. Seven thousand islands. They, Eric, they did it. Uh, they did to a fucking a lot of people. No, no, but but I'm saying like the the Philippines islands are the most separated, or at least the most of them, because there's seven thousand of them, and oh um, and there were so many dialects that they, I think this because of the one of the bigger islands had this one. They sort of mm -hmm. mixed it with Spanish, and that's how Tagalog came about. But there's other oh major languages there, too. Thanks. Uh, just sort of address this uh, uh, very quickly. I know it's not related um, to the movie or anything, but I, yeah. David is genuinely curious. China, I believe, has at least 22 different ethnic groups, like the greater, you know, what we consider China. Um, so it's it's complicated. And in fact, we were sort of talking about this earlier about, you know, Hero, the movie. Uh, in <laughs> fact, that actually comes up in the movie because they're like actually trying to reduce the number of, of dialects in that film by destroying entire languages. Uh, written languages it's it's a problem um that's very interesting i'm just going to bring it back to the question which is to say there are two dialects in this movie and they make sense for the purposes of the movie and uh yeah trying to unify all of china under one uh written and spoken language is uh that's, that's political i mean we know it works to have two because mm -hmm. canada's got english and french right <laughs> we know it works yeah yeah, sure, yeah. um sure. so I, okay. I i i'm gonna um again say that joy not being able to speak properly is so true for her uh like a first generation immigrant or second generation whatever like that felt so real <laughs> oh oh i wanted to add this one minor detail because i thought it'd be funny for people who don't understand um so the grandfather the father of michelle yo's character is called gong gong that's sort of like a you know what you'd call like your nana right it's like a nickname right, right. like it's a nickname for grandfather however in cantonese that's your grandfather on your mother's side which is to say the father of your mother. That's interesting. Yeah, it's specific. It's so freaking ridiculous because Cantonese actually has a totally separate list of names for people on the mother's side versus the father's side. So she is Michelle Yeoh's father. And yeah, it sounds cute. And hmm. it is meant I have to a be question. sort of cute. So yeah. oh. um, Michelle Yeoh, Evelyn's talking about how 
he and she is one pronoun in was it Mandarin or Cantonese? I think it's the same. Uh, okay. To be honest, I don't know the language. What's the right term? Etymology? I don't know. Yeah, the history um, of the word is etymology. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to, to be confused with entomology. But and when she confused was with edamame. Mm. Mm, delicious. But when she was making the jokes about like the he, she thing, that that's, uh, that is actually fairly accurate. Yeah. Just one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that one pronoun. Yeah, yeah that was that pretty funny, and it was yeah, it was accurate. Yeah. Um. So so oh. one sec to speak to Steve's thing about like like uh like using like a nickname like Gong Gong is I recently just realized because growing up you know with with Dutch ancestry we called my grandparents on my mom's side Oma and Opa which yeah. is also in German but that's not that's that is like Ma and Pa it's not it's actually oh. like Grootvader and like Grootvader. oh interesting like like in but Dutch, we never use that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Because uh, my parent, my my kids call their grandmother Oma on Megan's because Megan's that's, Dutch. So that's either ger- German or Megan's or Dutch. Dutch. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. yeah, Gong Gong is very specific though. It it does definitely means the father on the mother's side. <laughs> it's a specific. Yeah, it, on the male side it would be yeah yeah. So Gong Gong and yeah yeah, it's totally different. That's the same person except on the father's side or the mother's side. So. Hmm. Well, no. I mean, you know like immediately. That. That's, yeah. that's useful. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I always thought uh, if I was smarter, I'd make an app for that because I'm sure there's whole generations of people I'm younger sure than me who are like, "Holy sure crap! I don't know who app. this person is." Because there's specific titles for like third, fourth, fifth aunt, uncle, like son of whatever. Anyway, it's I don't know if people you noticed. Family is very important. Yeah. <laughs> what what would they refer to someone who has mustard ejaculating hot dog fingers? <laughs> okay, so I had a question about that. Was it coming out of nice. the fingers? I was wondering if that yes, or, or, I, yes. or they were ejaculating mustard and ketchup. I wasn't sure if it was coming out of their <laughs> mouths and then going onto their fingers. That like I didn't know where it was coming from, other than the mouth or the fingers. So I'm glad that that got um that got that is one of the things up. I enjoyed I'm about not. the movie. Where we didn't really, I don't know if we, we haven't really talked about the movie. I think you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I see what the movie's done is prompts all sorts of discussions. I, I do enjoy yeah. like yeah, I like that they went like. Because, like, you know, we saw, like, Doctor Strange, you know, like, two weeks ago we talked about it. And it's like, you know, ooh, another dimension. And in one dimension, they're paint. And this movie's like, yeah, in one yeah. dimension, it gets real fucking weird. Like, <laughs> I was yes. going to say. There were yes. more yes. dimensions in this movie than the multiverse of madness. Yeah, I've been saying this for a couple of weeks now, but multiverse of madness is one of the worst marketed movies. I like the movie. I had a great time, but it is... It is limited in multiverse and madness. Just go see the movie, <laughs> but, enjoy it for what it is. But if you recall yeah, from that podcast, podcast, oh, go ahead, go ahead. It's a much better title than Doctor Strange and the and the. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been Doctor Strange and the Broken Watch. So that would have been accurate. Re- I mean, if you recall fuck. in that podcast, I mentioned the fact that I am not the person in an alternate dimension. Right? We do not share a consciousness in this movie. One of the contrivances is that you do share consciousness across the dimensions that you can, you were somehow bonded. Mm. But, and I said, mother, I'm like, you're not that doctor's like, that's not your Rachel. Like you could go to that dimension and fall in love with that Rachel if you want, but that's not the same person. That's yeah. a different person. It's not like dimension. there was, there was something in your life that made you uh, change into a different direction. Like these are all branching off of each other. It's sort of like Loki like, more, right? Well, yeah. In, in Loki, like that's a, a big part of universe, multiversal theory, right? Is that every time you make a decision in your life, 
a new universe is created where you make all these different decisions. And there's an infinite, you know, like, well, I just suddenly jump up and down right now and I don't. And then I, you know, like I move my hand mm -hmm. this way and every single one of those things creates a branch in the multiverse. Right. But you have to, what you have to do is you're not those people. <laughs> those people are not you. You are not connected to them anymore. Any, like, well, I mean, that was the whole point of the earpiece, right? Is that right. The, this was the deus ex, you know, device and that, that connects But you could only that. jump into your own body until, you didn't have to anymore in this movie where someone jumped into someone else's body at some point, if I'm not mistaken. I might well, I know wrong, that he, I don't, I don't that's the thing. recall that. Okay. I think I know that I know, like, I know what you mean. She like, didn't need the devices to jump in between them, but yeah, I don't remember yeah. anyone jumping in between a different person. I thought I think the husband the jumped book. into, I thought the husband jumped into someone else's body at one point. No, but. it was, it was no, always him, no. but in different okay. hymns. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Different versions. Of, uh, yeah. Uh, I love that the 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 way to get into jumping into another or like downloading other people's um, you know consciousness. They had to do something super fucking weird. Yeah, and I don't know about you guys, but when we saw the like when I was in the theater and he started doing the paper cut thing, everyone was like cringing, like just yeah. the, the up close yeah. shot. Like it was shot so beautifully yeah. and so fucking weird. I've worked in so many warehouses. I've had paper cuts yeah, in same. all the worst places you can imagine. Yeah. Cardboard paper cuts are the fucking worst. But when he was like taking gum from under the desk and oh. it was like peeing your pants is a good one. Yeah. Because like these are things that are not like you wouldn't normally do in this situation, but there is a version of the multi like you do that somewhere else in the universe. That's the idea is that doing yeah. that action is because it's so far like they talk about your local cluster in the multiverse i'm like that's cool that list is not big enough they showed like six i'm like that's not a big enough list i right? think it was just for that one moment though like her doing but that's i'm telling you that's, that's not that's <laughs> like, that's like, that's you could but oh i just my glasses to the left instead of the right you know like all those things become a new universe there is one little thing about that though where you're saying that like because like they do these bizarre things because in that universe those things are regular but at the very beginning because I rewatched the first half because I kind of dozed a little bit the first time I watched it um but I went back and rewatched it and right at the beginning he says like confronts her in the elevator and says you have two choices when you walk off you can go to the audit or you can go to the closet and she chooses to go to the audit and then reads the instructions that say okay now put your shoes on the opposite feet and yeah. think about being in the closet so she's changing to that alternate universe that would yeah. have went to the closet mm -hmm. but then why did she have to change what is the significance of changing her shoes around well that was clearly that... like a, a some like symbology right of like or symbolism <laughs> symbology there <laughs> yeah. of literally in she, he's saying like in, in movie terms the shoes on the other foot right like hey let's let's see you see what it's like going the other way the shoes on the Fair other enough. foot that's fair. I think that's all they were doing. It, it's yeah, yeah, it was actually I felt that the film indicated that that was a trigger, like all the sort of weird actions mm -hmm. their versions yeah. take to kind of disassociate with yeah, their own reality in order to connect. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah oh, no, I, I'm, I'm OK with that, with that being the idea that it's it's to just like disconnect from their reality. I'm just sort of elaborating off of what Dave said, bro. it being like the actions that they're doing have significance in the reality that oh, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. transferring to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's so many, there's so many like almost micro branches that would exist, but you would all still end up getting to very similar places, which is why like you have to do something big to get somewhere else that's so significantly yeah. different, right? Like, how do you get to a universe where you're Tom Cruise basically? And it's like, okay, well, fuck, what mm. what's what's the version of yeah. Tom Cruise me doing right now? Uh, and I, I mean, gotta say, I've shocked that. 
I have shoved a lot of things up my ass this weekend, and I do not know kung fu. <laughs> you know, that was what oh, that, that was, was scene. That was some kung fu hustle <laughs> shit right there. <laughs> but the scene that preceded it with her, you know, because <sighs> with the awards that she had on her desk and that, weren't we all sitting there looking at those awards thinking, you know That's what that looks like? Yeah, exactly. No, I, yeah. I, okay, oh, yeah, I was exactly thinking that at the time <laughs> when I saw it, but I had there was no significance behind it because we hadn't oh, been introduced to exactly. that aspect of it yet. No one thought it so was going to go comes back later, I'm like, oh, goddamn. These directors definitely understand movie language, I think. Yeah. And like that's yeah. one of those things where it's like some people are going to pick up on that thing and some people I, won't, right? That it's going to be significant I, later. I got to ask too if anyone else picked up on this. This was, I didn't catch it right away. I caught it during the dominatrix scene when she's the maid in that office. But if we notice the song, the story of a girl, that every time it's played in the movie in a different multiverse, it has different lyrics. I did not notice that. Well, that's that's I noticed it. I noticed it when they were coming out, when they had the dominatrix scene where they're coming out. And the last line was, uh, the last line was the safe word is girl. And I'm like, that's not the line. <laughs> and I went back and listened to it again. And I was like, I think it's, they, it's, they reworked the lyrics to be about domineering. And We've then I went gone. back and I kept hearing other versions of it throughout the movie where they changed the lyrics to match That's the nice universe. And I was detail. like, that is really yeah. fucking That's, awesome. I think <laughs> overall nice. we've gone like way off like whatever the movie is about and we're talking no, we about haven't. all these sort of things. <laughs> I mean, this but is no, all in the movie. This is all in the movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're, we're yeah. discussing the movie in every way. Like, oh, and, yeah. and, and, and that's sort of what actually I was trying to bring it back to is to say that, yeah, this is a movie that's very well thought out and it's very... Like, that's the thing. It's relatable even for people who don't have, you know, a huge amount of Catholic or Asian guilt. You know, like, it's something that you can <laughs> Yeah, you imagine. can have Jewish guilt if you want. Sure. Yeah, Mid- sure. Yeah, sure. Dave, Midnight, Dave, Midnight Mass was for us. This is for them. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Right, I'll no. have to check out Midnight Mass. Right, get back I, to you. I keep thinking every time I see it on Netflix, I'm like, I could watch it all again right now. I, 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 I not go to class I, and watch it all again I, right now. Oh, I, I so want to. If, I, though, if we haven't, so if there's nothing that that has wanted that has made the listener here want to watch this movie that we've talked about so far there is one thing that you should watch this movie for and it's Kehui Kwan um oh god he's so good. as um yeah, very good. Yeah, as Wayman Wang he I had to google the fact that Wayman is a real name and I was yeah, like I was this feels say, like is that actually wrong. no yes, I actually that, thought that his name was Raymond that's what he, he said he said he's setting booby traps yeah so no, so Raymond is a real name this is his yes. first movie back in like third like 20 something years really he really he stopped acting um in the late 90s because he was having a hard time finding roles because he's Asian and people were like we don't they don't want to cast any it's Asian a huge people. fucking injustice because he's a yeah. phenomenal it's, actor so he yeah. went. He went into the stunt he was, department. He actually yeah. did the stunts for X Men, and then mm-hmm. he's he went behind the scenes for a little bit. He actually went away from the movie thing, and then um, he decided to start coming back because he started getting a following on Twitter. And this was this was the movie that he came back in his first movie that he filmed coming back from his hiatus from two thousand. And I didn't know that. If they were so a Shang Chi movie in the early two thousands, just imagine if if he was not like, was oh, oh. And, like. He was so like, yeah. if you could not feel for this character, I don't know what you're doing. Like he was everything. Everyone <laughs> in this movie was essential in their mm. particular roles, mm-hmm. even when they were being silly, but especially when they were being he, serious. And he, he, rem- he, he thread a very, very difficult needle. Sorry, go ahead. He yeah. reminded me of Jerry from Rick and Morty, but not 
pathetic mm, sure. essentially where sure. it's like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, he yeah. cares so much but like he, he just he it's can't make things analogy. work a lot of the time you know what i mean like and, he, like it and just... he had the he had that really rough job because like he had to basically be able to drop character and then have yeah. it like yeah. an, another yeah. like a more confident, confident alpha persona like, yeah. oh my yeah. god he and he and the daughter had like that they were the only ones in the movie that really had that dual role of being yeah. like he's yeah. almost the narrator at the beginning of the role and then at the end he's the one who like ties everything together like oh. brings the message forward in the movie yeah he the hits sure. the heart man like when yeah like he was just fighting for his family the whole time for his wife and it was just like to yeah seeing he just him believed talk to, he just believed yeah. in it you know? see, seeing him talk to the the jamie lee curtis at the end in the in the laundromat you can jamie you can lee see curtis. you can just see him yeah we'll, we'll get to her jamie like I was, what a what a strange so role she, got, she played she was she sitting at the amazing. desk and you saw the roles i'm like did they put a fat suit on her and yeah I, you genuinely did. when i was like when there was like you know basically like not i wouldn't initially call her fat but not in shape jamie the curtis and mm-hmm. i was like doesn't she do like Louching. fucking like yogurt commercials and shit yeah. like isn't she like super yeah. fit for her age no, that, that, that was that where it's like it all goes in you're like oh there it is yeah yeah she was slouching yeah Oh, she I mean, was she just freaking did, amazing. She just Hall- you know, she had Halloween yeah. kills uh, just like yep. what last year and that super yep. skinny in that. So. I never watched it. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that was that was Halloween kills. Jamie Lee Curtis plus like uh, Freaky Friday. Uh, ja- uh, how, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 she's just she's just really good. And like I was like I was very delighted. I didn't show, I didn't know she was in this movie, and I was so delighted to see yeah. her. And I was so delighted to see her part just kept getting bigger and bigger mm-hmm. as well because <laughs> she she's so good she's so much fun yeah no she's great and her fights like I, it looked like her like doing the mm-hmm. actual yeah. stunts and i thought that was yeah, great yeah. apparently she did a, a lot of her stunts in true lies so <laughs> i i Fair don't enough. doubt that she still wants Fair, to but do that, that was 25 years ago so That's right. <laughs> I, did, I think it was more than 25 years oh yeah ago. don't say that shit don't say that yeah, shit. Well, I've got enough. I've got enough. Like so that's 20. Okay, guys, I told you not to. I already have enough ex- existential nihilistic crap on my plate, and you had to you had to I, go back. You I, had to go there. I do you know in any other universe, Steve, you don't care about any of that shit. Seinfeld ended 24 years ago. Is there, is like, what I I do care? want this to be conversational. <laughs> so if there's anything you guys want to talk about, like, they're, they're like, there were a number of scenes that just made the audience cheer, like the 2001 sequence with the hot dog hands. I did <laughs> like that. I did like the bit where it was just like one monkey with sausage fingers kills another monkey with like normal fingers. Mm. And it's like on that earth, that's that's what went down. That's what I that's what I love about Rick and Morty, because that's usually the only show that does multiverse stuff that's really going to go hard on the absurdism. I, and, and this movie did a good job of it. Yeah. I don't think I laughed any harder than the pinata universe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that killed me. Go ahead, dog. How about the universe where basically Evelyn and Raymond are living in a Wong Kar Wai film? Yes. Oh my god. Yes, I I totally caught that. I totally caught that. No, I I have to admit, I I got to keep saying this. I'm so happy for people who can just enjoy this movie as like some fantasy movie, and and I I have to. Fully. Oh Cooney. my god! Oh my god! I did not expect that to actually. I did go not forward. expect that to be actually real. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> and like, for Harry a... Shum Jr. to be the, the chef. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh my god! I, I haven't even fully comprehended the ramifications of that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it just it's a movie that goes for it, 
and and in such a genuine way that yeah you can't help but enjoy it you know whether or not you even get all those references i didn't even know that you know but it's just yeah it's just a very genuine movie and i'm like i'm really happy that that they were able to put something like this together you it, know? So. it did it did something that i can't believe a movie did which was it kept constantly introducing these ridiculous concepts purely yeah. for for humor like the rakakuni and the hot dog fingers yeah, and I the agree. rocks and they're introduced as comedic moments and they find a way each and every one of them to turn them into highly emotional points mm-hmm. in yeah. the movie. Well, it's like, because it's, I was literally like almost message. in tears going, Rakakuni, get him back. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's so ridiculous, but the core message is still uh, genuine, right? Mm-hmm. So as ridiculous as they go, it's sort of like, you know, it, it like that's why they're okay. Maybe it was dark for me to compare it to Jojo Rabbit, but the reason I chose Jojo Rabbit is Jojo Rabbit is a you know obviously it's it's a fairly dark movie, but even though it's not um, historically accurate, mm-hmm. I came up with sort of this term of describing it as historically honest. Yeah, so even f- though it's it's it, it's yeah, go ahead, sir. It's a fair comparison in that when you consider like World War II and that, where is the time like yeah. existentialism sprung from World War II and that because right, the, the right. time and that you know like life and death and that they almost like you know they had it had meaning, but yet people thought like you know if so many people can just die, there really is no Do you think meaning. It was to World life. War II, World War One that maybe did that though. Yeah, maybe World mm-hmm. War One, or yeah, maybe that because to be fair though, it's like kind of like one long conflict. Yeah. So you yeah. can just argue, and that that's the one the question of this movie was trying to tackle in that you know it's like you know what is you know essentially is there meaning to life in that you know and if you yep. just embrace this philosophy and that that has no meaning in that you know well that's then... why it, that meme is the dichotomy right it's it's nihilism but also existentialism it's right right like life has no meaning it's like no i i choose what meaning life has i yeah, I, yeah. I like that's exactly. the way i am is is like yeah life has no meaning except the meaning i attribute to it so I yeah. I choose in my life what what has meaning and what doesn't. And I never thought oh, that that, so that those that meaning or that at least that lesson would have been taught by two rocks on yeah. the Grand Canyon. <laughs> you know what, man? And then I, even that turns in so effing emotional. Yeah, like she's so just powerful. trying to get to her, and the daughter's like, "No, get a." Le- I'm, I I would rather plunge myself from this cliff than have you hug me right now. Like that's I, what you mean to me. I don't want to exaggerate my existence because of the fact that I did fail the Chinese six pack and then I did go into English and philosophy in university because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. But that was like the perfect culmination of my life. You know, like it was just like so absurd. (laughs) I mean, that's it. That's the thing, right? It was the absurdness of it. And the fact that it just kind of embraced it and just said, you know what? It's all good. Right. And I think that there's yeah, there's very few movies that can get away with um, taking all that sort of uh, pain and disappointment and whatever weird emotions you might have with your family or your, uh, you know, or your parents and uh, and 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 make it like, you know, what's important is is they care, you know, at the end of the day, you know, and uh, I think that's that's why the movie succeeds. I think, I, you know, like bring it back. I mean, I think that that's why the movie is just. Yeah, it's not too heavy handed. It, it makes fun of itself, but in a way that I think uh, makes sense, you know, mm-hmm. to most people. So, yeah, I, I will also give this film credit for giving Michelle Yeoh a vehicle to showcase oh, yeah. how amazing she has been. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, like, every, sure. like, I don't recall her actually being a leading role in a Western film, at least this as the main character. 
I didn't see uh, Crazy Rich Asians. She was she in that too. She was right? not the main character. No, of that okay. no, no. She was a, the mother. So she's about, yeah. yeah. Oh God. It's, yeah, it's oh not just the fact that Michelle Yeoh is, you know, um, Asian and being the lead in a Western film. It's also that she's a woman. Yes. Well, she's actually she's she's fifty nine. Yeah. So she's yeah. I was gonna say over sixty, but she's not. But she's fifty nine. Which, you know, usually, especially in Hollywood, it's like, Oh, you're over forty? Bye. Right. right? Like right. like yeah. they're they're yeah. real hard about that. And she does a great job. Yeah, she this does film. A good job. Yeah. And she's, it almost feels yeah. like that's what Hollywood did to her though, because like she was constantly getting the roles as like the sexy Asian female uh next to Jackie Chan or next mm-hmm. to in this Bond movie and that and then as soon as she hit a certain age it was like get rid of her we don't yeah. need her anymore I think get the first time one. I saw her back was in Star Trek Discovery and like she was yeah, gone true. for years before then I or at least yeah. I don't remember seeing her I um, think her basically she is a testimony to persistence in that you know because mm-hmm. even when you didn't see her she was probably she was out there working at some point in that and it was, it was just about kind of keeping your nose down and you know just outlasting everybody yeah i would yeah, think yeah, not yeah, to totally. take away from the achievements of any of these people but i also think with the rise of streaming and the amount of content that we're now able to create and put out there i wouldn't say consume you know like mike myers just got a fucking movie again and you're like a series that, yeah. what right like yeah, yeah the pentamera oh, yeah, 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 yeah that series right yeah. it's, it's like it's like it doesn't really matter and like and because it never should have right but the yeah. bandwidth we now have to give all these people vehicles is where it basically should have been. All these phenomenally talented people, doesn't matter how old they are, we can finally get, and it, like, it's not, they're stuck in a specific role. We finally can give all these people, you know, the accolades and, and the uh, the attention they deserve. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what Hawk was saying, the persistence. Yeah, the persistence yeah. Show, yeah. shows through in this movie. But, it, but I think that doesn't necessarily take, like, work mm-hmm. without all these services, you know, like, because we obviously have huge big budget movies who sometimes we get people like that, right? But for the most, like, this movie wouldn't have been made 20 years ago because no. it was like, they, don't, they yeah. were only making 20 to $100 million budgets, right? Yeah. And now they're like, well, we don't make anything for less than $500 million. And then it's only like A24 and Blumhouse, right, who will make the but the more successful these studios are, the more movies like this we'll get, too. It, the, yeah, I mean, to bring it back to what I was saying at the beginning, um, yeah, I, I praise Shang-Chi as a movie that, yeah, all Asian parents should take their kids to just to see, you know, Asians being jackasses like everybody else in MS- yeah. MCU. Because it's important, right? It's just normalization. You don't have to be a math wizard. You can just be just some. some it's good Joe for Schmo. kids to see. Like, I don't uh, think this yeah. is a kid's movie for but, Asians. Definitely a teenager. Yeah. But that was the thing. I, I just, at the same time, I didn't want to knock the movie, but I was like, yeah, but you know what? It's not going to be the movie that people remember. This one, mm-hmm. this one, maybe. You know what? This one maybe might be the one. This might be the one that actually took something that was like a huge baggage and turned it into something positive, you know? Because it doesn't have to be baggage, right? Like what, what David has sort of proved, right? It doesn't have to be. But somehow there's that little bit of a niggling like i don't know if i can really say this thing in front of my parents right and that's what it takes right it takes someone to actually do it even in a movie right to just say this is my girlfriend you know so um yeah i feel like this was a movie that took that one extra step and yet still not in a heavy-handed way it's a beautiful movie and Mm -hmm. everyone does a really great job and yeah i had a great time and um yeah it's a good movie yeah yeah, for sure. Does does anyone want to talk about? Are there any other themes we haven't touched upon? I it's hard to think about. 
Yeah. There's so much in this movie, and yet so like we, uh, I, I don't know. Kind of we can't do I almost don't. I I almost don't want to talk too much more yeah. about it because I I want to leave as much of this for people to experience themselves. Yeah. It's like, hard because we we have like we've talked about our experiences, but there's like like I can't talk for Megan because Megan had a totally different experience for me. Like her mm. mother, daughter, and then her. Uh, and her mother, like I, I would love to know what, right. what, I, how it I affected think, her. I think this actually perfectly kind of sums up the dichotomy of the film: is that like this movie can have a ton of meaning for you, or it can have none. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. What like, it does, it does right. That's like, the and, it, and it is entirely <laughs> dependent on the individual observer. Mm. But it's honest. And that's the important thing. It It might not mean anything to you at all. It might just be a fun kind of like ridiculous ride. Or it might be the most quintessential movie for you uh, since uh, Double Happiness, which is what it was for me, (laughs) which is is a kind of a trauma, I will fully admit. But I will think on that. The two people that wanted to be on here but couldn't, uh, Marcus and Brittany, they both said that they both loved it and their vote like it cool. both affected them in different ways. Brittany, um, which is she? She's a, she's a workshop. She's having fun. Um, yeah, no, we have to think about that. No, for sure. I'm going to definitely be thinking on this for a while. And like I said, like, yeah, of the Every movies day. I've watched in the past year, like, yeah, this is one of the three that's kind of like struck me and I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to create some sort of like wordy Steve Chu. Like we'll, we'll I come back to this in a couple of months and we'll just be like, we've it's been fine. thinking about this for six months straight. Yeah, yeah. And Dave will Not be like, me. I forgot about that. I'll movie. reference it. I'll <laughs> reference it. I'm going to forget this podcast ever happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. When we talk about Lord of the Rings, we'll reference it. Let, sure. Let's end this podcast with our favorite scene in the movie. Brent, is there a favorite scene that you, that you liked? I, oh. I honestly think we might've gone. Just say the, just, the you know what the scene like the, the one that got me the most emotionally is at the end when she's fighting her way up the staircase and Ooh, fighting me. all each and every one of them With by love. giving triggering a memory that they love and just like that being the epiphany of or like that being like the culmination of Ki, yeah. uh, Kihei Kwan's character like and just that's what he brought forth and everything it was just ah, i was i was she's fighting but she's not fighting like in the normal way you fight yeah 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 that was good that was wonderful um dave i I don't know if i have a favorite scene but uh, there is a line that sticks with me that i that i find is one of the most absurd lines of the film is also uh probably i found hilarious because it's so absurd but when the daughter goes, it's not just a donut, right? She's like, it's also bubble. And I'm like, it's not just a, it's like this swirling mass of black, like it's nothingness. A bagel. It's like, bagel. it's not, bagel. it's not, oh, I'm sorry. It's not just a it's bagel. It's everything bagel. Like, 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 it's not, well, it's not, just, oh, really? It's not just a bagel. Like, okay. Okay. Huck. I don't know. I loved that. That tickled me. Uh, it was a visual sequence, probably towards the end of the film in that, I it was just like the editing and sound design behind it was incredible in that. I think Michelle was started to live like these these you know lives uh, just faster and faster and faster, and that it seemed to go on forever in that. But just like the the editing and the the, the way the music was done over it, it was incredible in that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is it, that the it, one where it, they it, turn into paper? I think so. <laughs> the drawing scene, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to. I was yeah, because there's. A sequ- I think it is. It's the sequence at the end, and it's flashing through all of it, where it flashes yeah. back to like the rocks. It flashes to the pinatas. It flashes to the animation. Like, yeah, 
it's like it, it's at once like cacophonous and at the same yeah. time it's so it's so sharply done in that um i don't know if we've mentioned in that but like you know there was a lot of behind the scenes talent from marvel on this film yeah you know, no, i was saying the, the marshall yeah. club that the the three right. brothers that uh were youtubers yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, also like the Russo brothers were in like you know, yeah, I, producers. I yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think they st- they had the same effects guy from uh, the Marvel MCU series and that really? doing this too. Yeah, I hope Corridor yeah. Crew does a thing on this because that would be awesome. Oh, for sure. I really oh, hope they have too. All right, Steve, Anyways. what's yours? I I had it and I lost it because like this is a movie that I guess for me just I don't know it's. Maybe it's something I've been waiting for, you know? I mean, I, I guess I grew up in a generation where, you know, I just kind of accepted, like, oh, yeah, I'm Asian. I'm sort of, you know, part of, like, a, a respected but secondary group. And um, I don't know. I, I, I still have to, I have to work my way through this movie. I don't know what else no, to say. I, it really, I, I think I understand what you mean about that as, a, as an Asian minority. We're sort of like the, the there's, a, there's a, um, a theory called the model the model majority, um, the model minority, uh, yeah, we're the model minority because we're the Asian proper people, right? But we're also seen as less. I don't know if that's what you you felt. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. No, I, I just kind of accepted. I mean, I, you know, just as an yeah. analogy, I guess to demonstrate this, I remember I had a friend in university who was talking about like, oh yeah, the squeaky wheel gets removed, right? And and I was saying, like, you know what? Like, that's kind of like the only place, you know, for Asians, you know, is just to be the squeaky wheel, right? So I'm, I get that it will get removed, but you kind of, but you see, like, I mean, even mm. that statement is so loaded, right? Yeah. Like, I can tell right now saying that now, because that was 20 years ago, right? Yeah. So a lot's changed. And like, yeah, no, I, it's, it's funny, like, how baggage works. Um, mm. Yeah, so I don't know what to say about the movie. I mean, I'm just going to step back and just say, uh, it's a fun movie. All of it's it is serious. your favorite scenes? <laughs> it's it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. Like, I think it, it, it carried uh, something that could be maybe overburdening mm-hmm. or have too heavy uh, really well. And it was fun. And I'm just got, I'm glad everyone in the movie had fun with it. And yeah, I'm going to have to everyone think about Everyone was very, very to, passionate about it. To be fair, we've had three days to process this movie. He's had three hours. Yeah, I've, yeah, had, a, I've <laughs> had the most out of all of you guys because I've had like a week and something. Two hours to process it, let alone maybe an hour. Yeah. Nothing to process no, no. for me. Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah, for, yeah, wait, I'm so happy for you. I'm yeah. so happy for you. If, uh, <laughs> uh, for favorite sequences with me, it would be the Andy Lee fight um, with his brother and Evelyn and the butt plugs. Um, that was everything Something else. it was else. it was unexpected it was yeah. well choreographed the fighting was just top-notch um I and, think and it would well. need to be well choreographed for yeah. safety reasons i will say i will say from the perspective of someone who's not as invested in like the uh the meat of it yeah no the movie is just really super well shot and if you're mm-hmm. gonna use like michelle yo you might as well like you know, fucking yeah. user and all kinds of awesome action scenes. You should so, see the no, behind the scenes of that sequence. Like when they're training it, it's so good. Like so good. Um, I'm gonna give out one more scene just because I thought it was um emotion the, the emotional heart for me was when she was going through all the different universes and seeing her husband like fight for her in each one of them. Like I love that sequence. I think it it shows how good uh K uh Hui Kwan was and how 
devastating it is that we never got to see him act for the last 20 years. Like that, that sequence alone was just like, fuck this man. This man needs all the roles now. Just give him, give it to him. He's wonderful. Make, oh, make a Goonies too or something. I don't it know. Just, it just kills me, man. Oh, God damn it, man. Eric, you just added a whole extra dimension of suffering for me. I, I would rather watch him in a, you know how they're doing Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones again? I would watch him Indiana Jones way in the more Temple than the I said that in the Dead Ice chat where I was, was like, man, I don't want to fuck another Harrison Ford. I want I want Kehe Kwan. Yeah, being, fuck I yeah. Want a short yeah. round movie. Give me fuck. a short round. In, in, in case you don't know, yes, yes, the the lead is short round. He's the he's the no time for love, Doctor Jones. How could you not? His voice has not changed since he was. There, a child. I was sitting there no, watching him and thinking, I, we know, were leaving that for I know Steve. this man. Who is this? <laughs> I actually didn't know until you just lined it all up. The thing oh, is, he was so young in that role that you know yeah. he doesn't have to speak like that anymore. If he were to continue playing short round, if he didn't want, like they could, you know, he's his his accent would have yeah. been malleable enough at that age that sure. he could speak. It, it really is amazing no no that that's a really good point about how like he didn't really do anything for all these years because yeah i mean, I'm I mean he did jokes. stuff he did a lot of stuff yeah. just, it wasn't on camera yeah yeah right he yeah, um it he, frozen he, and carbonate. he he did so he he came over came back for that this movie it's his first film role and then he did a second movie called finding ohana which is sort of like a goonies-esque movie that's it's on netflix oh, really? but it's set in hawaii okay. so um uh, he's he's a secondary character, but he 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 joined that movie purely because of the love that of the directors uh, for Goonies. And I have a reboot idea. I have I just, thought, I just thought of this. Can we get Double Dragon with Kehe Kwan and Mark Dacascos? Yes. Let's go. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. And then also bring play? back Alyssa Milano. <laughs> Can we bring in Scott Wolf at the beginning just to kill him? <laughs> yes. That's yeah. No, absolutely. no. Make him the bad guy. Make Who's him the, the other bad one? guy. No, the no. Because then he's in the movie. <laughs> You kill him at the beginning. You Who's show a photo guy? of him Mark and say he's dead. <laughs> Mark Mark yeah, he was. It was oh, Mark DeCasco. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, Robert Patrick Kogashuko, played by <laughs> Robert Patrick. Bring him back as the bad guy. That would be amazing. That movie oh, was so bad, guys. That was oh, terrible. Oh, Great game, though. Ohana Great does mean family, Harcroft. Ohana does mean family. Never oh. seen Lilo and Stitch. Oh, it's lovely. Okay, thanks, guys, for coming out and talking about... Um, everything everywhere all at once like this movie fuck man so good go watch it if you haven't uh, seen it um we'll be back in a couple of weeks probably talking about Obi. wait are we watching obi-wan this week i don't yeah. see why not yeah friday fuck yes luck, as long good as harcroft and i can swap out the video cards in this computer fast enough i will be <laughs> home to watch obi-wan kenobi yeah both of them are we gonna are we gonna Thanks. watch together and then yeah, I'll do it. Fuck yeah, okay, let's do it. Friday. Yeah. Um, hopefully nothing comes in the way. Hopefully so you're no hoping to watch everything that Obi Wan Kenobi was ever in before that. Yeah, including the Clone Wars and it's spotting. Uh, train spotting, especially train spotting. No, I don't. I don't know. I didn't say you were there. Like, train spotting too. I said Obi Wan Kenobi. Start playing Lego Star Wars. Lego go. Star Wars is such a good sure. game. It might be the That's best good. Star Wars game. Anyway, that's not important. Well, we'll see you guys soon. Uh, thanks for coming. We'll talk to you guys. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it for us this week on Geeks with Kids. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkids. Follow us on Twitter at Check out our pics on Instagram at geekswithkids. And you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. So if you like what you hear, why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment. 
This podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.